Yeah, so I just spent a lot of time like trying to figure out what I want to do for this and then realized that I can't and that I probably won't. I was going to do the... the buh, 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 buh. I don't know. Don't, don't do it. I just don't Disney's do coming for you now. Yeah, that's that's actually okay. So one of the things that I usually do is for the for the Final Fantasy episodes, I use Final Fantasy music, usually composed at least up to now by Nobuo Uematsu for the for the intro, outro, and the little breaks and stuff. Um, but for the like for, for the Game of Thrones episode, I don't think I used any Game of Thrones music. Um, HBO might come for you. Yeah, all these conglomerates. Who do you feel like is more likely to come after you? Uh, Disney. Yeah. Due to their, uh, their, uh, their strict hold on their their copyrights and and intellectual properties. Um. That being said, whatever song you heard, it might be kind of epic. Who knows? Maybe I can post something new. But I don't know. Um. There's a new you year. You just pretend that that we hummed it the whole thing. Oh yeah, we sure did. Um, that was a thing, and then somehow, well, you know what? It got lost in the recording. That's what happened. <laughs> there you go. Um, also, you can tell we're lying. But today <laughs> we're talking about Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, and maybe a little bit of the whole trilogy thing. Oh gosh. Um, that being <laughs> said, what I wanted to get out of the way ahead of time because we usually always like find ourselves in the middle of the podcast going, "Oh, we forgot to say it," and it's going to be in the title. So if you didn't get that. And you're, and you're getting into the podcast, and maybe you somehow we're just listening to them straight through. This is definitely going to be a spoiler-ridden podcast. There will be no holding back, no ambiguity. That's literally the story of the movie that we just saw. That being said, not just, sorry, I saw the movie when it first came out, but this is releasing at the end of January, giving everybody enough time to be able to see the movie, digest the movie, possibly see it a second time, find out that how they really feel about it and i'll get my opinions on that later and uh yeah and then to really like uh you know get some other another another set of eyes on another another opinion you know what i'm saying to add to your own it'll be fun all that being said we are oh yeah nvg podcast i'm dave he is this is will maybe that's cool. If you want to be someone else today, yeah, you're gonna be a Star no. Wars themed character. No, I'm gonna be maybe. My name's Navy now. Okay, maybe you're like from uh, Arrested Development. Uh, no, I don't know that show. What? Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about Rise of Skywalker, and we're kind of kind of going to do it in the same format we did with um, Endgame, where we just kind of go scene through scene. And um, but first, we're gonna. I feel like you have something to say. Oh, yeah. So that we're going to start naming these segments for, not segments, these episodes that we actually do like a, uh, pretty much they're just spoiler-ridden episodes that are about a current form of media or a current piece of media. Say, for instance, like the Star Wars movie or maybe like when the Black Widow movie comes out, we might do something on that one. Okay. And then like if a video game comes out, we play it, we really enjoy it, maybe we want to do, but it's not a Final Fantasy, we might just do that one. As well, and we're gonna call it. Uh, um, they're gonna call it a nerdy analysis. Okay, nerdy analysis, got it. And then colon Star Wars episode nine colon, colon. the rise of so technically the first one, colon should be a semicolon now. 
I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't major in English. I just didn't do anything. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into this, man. Let's dive in. So, okay, so I'm going to ask you: Is there anything from Force Awakens you want to talk about related to Rise of Skywalker? The lack of Babu Frick. Which one's that? The little thing that repaired C-3PO. In in, in Force Awakens? No, in the newest one. Oh, uh, okay. Lack of. lack of. Okay. <laughs> So there's not really much there. There's not really much there for me. Um, I actually went back and watched these movies, and I still... The last Star Wars thing we did was on The Last Jedi, though, right? Uh, we did it on... La- well, we did it on all of them. Yeah, but la- we did okay. it on- We did Last Jedi. Okay. Um, I mean, pretty much the only thing for me for Forth- Force Awakens was those rolly alien things, whatever. They were kind of dumb looking. They were kind of like uh, Beholders from Dungeons & Dragons, except for they rolled instead of flew. I don't remember them. Okay. I'll say they well, they weren't memorable at all. Where were they at? Uh, right when uh, you're introduced to Han Solo, and this, that's the cargo that Han had. Oh, those were cool. Oh, yeah. I didn't like them. Okay. We're talking about on the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like those. Those are cool. Okay. 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 Continue. So there's a, there's not really much conflict. or, I mean, that movie's fine. Uh, then Last Jedi came along, and you can say whatever you want about it. Um, it was great. It wasn't that great. Actually, I I said that it was halfway great and halfway terrible. So here's what I'll say, and I'll stick with this: every Star Wars movie is very Star Wars, mm-hmm. except for that one. Every Star Wars movie is very <laughs> Star Wars. The thing is that people didn't enjoy about the Last Jedi is that. Star Wars was seen, was being written by somebody who wasn't Star Wars. That being said, it was given almost a Star Wars was actually being written by or yeah, Star Wars was actually being written by somebody who wrote Hollywood cinema, not Star Wars cinema. Mm-hmm. That being said, J.J. Abrams writes Star Wars type stuff already. That's yeah, kind of his he thing. He knew how to do it. Right. No, 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 no. Not knows how to do it, but he can do it. Okay. Fair. Ryan Johnson writes other things altogether. But he does write sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And he does write mysteries. He does write thrillers. He writes action things. That being said, he's writing from the Hollywood perspective, whereas J.J. Abrams is writing... He did Star Trek as well. Like well, he's he, a fan. He's yeah. a Star Wars fan. So it's kind of, it's almost like, if you look at the the reason why people like Force Awakens and why they would like things that are done by J.J. Abrams is because it's fan service. Because it's being done by somebody that wants the fan service as well. Right. Whereas Ryan Johnson, as much as he could, would be a fan of the, or he is a fan of Star Wars, he's not writing from the perspective or directing from the perspective of a fan, but more from perspective of somebody making a movie. Which is, I really almost think Star Wars movies aren't necessarily, they almost categorize themselves, like I said, as Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, not yeah. necessarily as just like norm, a normal Hollywood movie. It's, you almost go into a Star Wars, you should be going into a Star Wars thinking, um, I'm going to get Star I'm Wars. I'm going to get Star Wars. Yeah. And that's probably why a lot of people didn't uh, necessarily enjoy Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi because it was, it was almost like there was actually, there was almost pr- production value. Um, and like other than special effects, which Star Wars are always 
known for anyways. But like, I don't know. I think uh, Last Jedi had people actually thinking a little bit. Whereas most other Star Wars movies don't think at all. It's just high flying fun and and somehow midichlorians solve all the things. Um, that's kind of most of what a Star Wars movie is. I, I don't really know if people necessarily like that's what they had trouble with. They They had trouble with, first of all, the humor in it was different is very different but that again something's different which means that it's it strays away from the formula like i said because yeah but different doesn't always mean good and in my opinion it wasn't it wasn't good and and, but you're right you're you're absolutely right star wars is almost its own genre and you're like this isn't star wars humor but it wasn't really funny though either that that was another problem well to be honest most Star Wars humor isn't really that funny either. You're right. It's you're, a lot of gag-based stuff, and it's a, it's very much uh, you got to be in the know kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and like, and even then sometimes, and we'll get into it with the la- or with uh, with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. One of the things you'll notice is that a lot of the jokes almost feel like they're lifted from another movie, from another genre, right, or whatever, and they plop it in there, and they. Like there's a there's certain scenes that like feel like they're like lifted I don't know like from like the honeymooners or something like that where <laughs> but they put it in yeah in in a in a in a sci-fi setting mm-hmm. and they they like okay the mm, this character has that, he, he could probably fit into that kind of thing and then like other times you'll get like a um almost like a one of those filmed in front of a live audience like uh like a Full House or a Steve Urkel or whatever or not Steve Urkel what is it what is that show called Family, oh, Family Matters. Matters yeah. Um, like you get that kind of thing mm-hmm. where like, oh man, like, yeah. that, and then you I see exactly you're expecting to look mm-hmm. at screen and the, and have the canned laughter. So like, <laughs> yeah. So you can, it's always been Star Wars has always been campy like that, and so I almost feel like I and and not to say that people are stupid, but I almost feel like the Last Jedi made people think a little bit harder, um, about again the structure of the movie and the jokes made within it and even the references made to cinema within the movie as well because most star wars movies pay homage to the things that came before dude yeah. i mean the last Jedi was paying homage to homer simpson or bart simpson like the very first joke they do is you know it's like a it's a phone gag yes it's like a simpsons phone gag okay Ugh, i don't know okay I didn't. but uh, the thing is you you look at that and it's dumb right Yep. But so are a lot of the jokes in Star Wars. So it almost fits. So it, again, it just requires you to think a little bit and and then and then accept it for what it what it is. I mean, half the time, whenever they're making jokes between most of the characters, whether it be like uh, like those little the little little porgy things, the are they called porgies, the little penguin I, things. I think the biggest thing that bugged me about. Uh, that first joke. Well, it, it bugged me. That, I don't remember his name. Hux or whatever. General Hux. Mm-hmm. Like he seemed like such a powerful, important character in the first one. And then all of a sudden he's he's like a laughing stock. And I know we talked about this first one. But but I guess we kind of have to reestablish our opinions uh, from the last po- from the other podcast. So I and and I didn't hate Last Jedi. Well, actually, when I watched it again, there was actually a lot of stuff I, I liked. And after I went and saw Rise of Skywalker, there was a lot of stuff. I actually thought that it flowed well in the end. Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, from Last and, Jedi. And that is what we, that our opinions will differ because Rise of Skywalker was a complete and utter mess. But, <laughs> so, but, but again, there's news that came out that said there's a reason for that. 
And that's because, of course, the JJ cut. There's, there's that stupid. But the thing is, the thing is, um, I think I'll just give this right up front. My opinion is that JJ Abrams is and will always be a horrible finisher. I don't think JJ Abrams knows how to write the end of stories. Oh, he he said it. He said it out loud. Yeah. He, he said I, he's he always struggled it. with it. So why would you put him to close out a trilogy? Because they felt that they needed to fix what the last Jedi did. Yeah, but how are you going to fix it with a person that doesn't know how to fix endings? So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But we'll talk about. We'll that talk we about that. It. So, so the two takeaway, the biggest takeaways I had from Last Jedi was so I watched the original Star Wars again, and the very first part is there's an Imperial ship t- chasing a Resistance ship, mm-hmm. and they get them within like ten seconds. Right. And then this whole... That's as much as they could afford for those. Yeah. But The Last Jedi, the whole premise is surrounded around the the First Order chasing a Resistance ship the whole movie. But, like, it never occurred to them, like, hey, maybe cut cut them off at the pass. They're like, no, it's cool. They're going to run out of fuel. It's fine. Like, they won't come up with a plan to escape. Just, Just keep going. Do your thing. You know, keep following them. And 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 that just that was just so ridiculous to me. Now it would be ridiculous if it was like a whole fleet of ships, but it was just one. They had extra ships chasing them. You're right. There, no, they had like they had the one big resistance ship, mm-hmm. and they had other small ones. Right, but I'm talking about the Empire or the First Order. Yeah, the First Order. There, there was actually more ships following them. And they were all going slow. They were all going slow. I don't recall that. I just so basically, basically, ship. their explanation was, "Hey, our ship is a little bit faster. So if we just go a little bit faster, we'll be out of blast range." Right. And but then, again, and then they, we can just run. But again, so this is people overanalyzing something that Star Wars has never actually. The fi- the fact that they're overanalyzing this and not analyzing the fact that there's literally a hole in the death star that you can shoot something into that blows the whole thing <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I get that. So it's the, you have to you have to suspend disbelief for a lot of things because it's all fake. It's all fantastical. Yeah, that being but, said, but there's there's things where okay, there's things where it's just it's fantastic fantastical? Yeah, fantastical. But then there's stuff that just like you know, like logical battle tactics, you know, like Right. But if you look at it, also, again, this is just the premise. This isn't necessarily the story. The story really is about um, about Ren, about, uh, not Ren, sorry. It's Ky- yeah, Kylo, Kylo Ren and Rey. Oh. I mean, it really is. It's, yeah. it's about those two. And Finn and, and Rose. That's not really, yeah. That's a whole side story. But it takes, it takes place away from that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it, if you look at it, they need to have a setting where everything is going to be going on so they could have constantly people doing stuff elsewhere that being said it actually establishes itself well to put that as a background thing it's almost like no matter what he would have done they he still needs to have ray figuring herself out Mm -hmm. then figuring out himself rose being introduced and figuring herself out and then for um for the people on the ship to have that relationship but also figuring out a way to uh to portray leia in her commanding role right um and then i to be honest laura dern's character in that story was a little kind of it felt like it was just thrown in there as a as a um to throw us off 
Yes. That being said, that being said, again, if you look at it, it was about the individual character stories. And obviously it looked like there was no effort put into the premise for everything. But then there was everything else in terms of the development for all the individual characters was Mm -hmm. actually pretty good. But then, like, if you took Finn and Rose out of the story, it would have been the same. It could have been, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... uh, that. But also, also, again, they're establishing that because Finn wouldn't be the same as he is now. Like he wouldn't be as determined as he is in the in episode nine, had it not been for his mission with Rose, mind you. Maybe. Who knows? It's a freaking movie. <laughs> I know, I know. But that's but in, if you look at it in perspective of like from the from the movie's universe or whatever, that's what that would have made him more, like. Uh, you're right. Remember, there was some per- character progression remember, because he, he was trying he was to run. run yeah. He was trying to run away, but he then he realized away, that then... this is actually I'm, I, I have to. This is where I belong. This is where I be- yeah. exactly. I could wouldn't think. have got that otherwise. That being said, Rose was very essential to that because she freaking knocked him out. But yeah, <laughs> but but then they. Became I just think friends. Rose was a bad character, and and it and it sucks because like I know the, um, well I've heard that the Asian community like is really like. Hey, this is our first Asian character and all she that. She's not a bad character. I didn't I didn't I didn't care for her. I thought she was kind of annoying, honestly. She was like a fangirl of Finn. Why Finn? For no like why would she be a fan? Because Finn is the one that that uh that left the order. It's not often that people were leaving the order and also he used to be a stormtrooper and also he worked with Rey, which just happens to be their new Jedi. So, of yeah. course, now she could be a fan. I, I get she could the, be a fan of Ray, but she never saw Ray. Yeah, I, I get all the explanations for it, but I just for, this is like a personal thing. I just I didn't care for her character. I thought her character was kind of just whatever. And you're probably the reason why she didn't get very much screen time in uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, because that's what that's what there's a lot of people saying that there's a w- but, way cooler but Asian in, character in uh, Rogue One. Honestly, that's what they should be hanging their hats on. Yeah, but that everybody in awesome. Rogue One died, so that's true. That being said, the reason why I still think her character is essential and it really sucked that she didn't get any screen time in, or barely any screen time in, in Rise of Skywalker is because not only did she establish um, or help establish for Finn like his determination and um, his, his place of, of being or whatever, um, but she also kind of... Her, her character helped to open up the the world of Star Wars in terms of... We already know a whole bunch of these worlds exist. We already know like these societies exist within societies within societies, mm-hmm. right? Right. But also to show, because without her trip to that planet, without her, uh, without her working with, uh, without without her working with Finn and that little kid or whatever, we wouldn't have got the idea that there's still people out there that can control the control the force. Right. But it it also established that at this point. Uh, she helped. Oh, sorry. She helped to establish like how far the rule of the of the first order was, and how to like how like how far fetched it was, and how or not far fetched, how far reaching it was. Um, but also, like yeah, it kind of sucked at times. There's not at times, all the time. Star Wars always uses individual characters to like as like plot devices for right. for the big story. Yeah, and they do that a lot. I mean. To be honest, how often is Chewbacca used as the other character? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Yeah. Way too often. I but, get what you're saying. But that being said, I feel like in every movie, they always had a character that was used as this person belongs to a community. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring... And show them, to bring we're going to show com- them for like 10 minutes and then we're going to sell their action figure. Right. But in order to introduce the community, we need a character that's associated with that community to be part of our group. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Oh, right. That's um, what you're saying. Where, so like in this case, it would be like, say for instance, you need like a, you need like a rebel and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then do you introduce the rebel? The rebel introduces uh, everybody to the rebel camp, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next one, we need somebody that uses the force. So we introduce a person that uses the force. Technically, if you really think about it, Yoda wasn't in as much of the movie as he should have been in terms of... Yeah, that was kind of weird, he, honestly. He, he's a really like... so, But technically, he really was just as a, a platform for the force at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they pretty much get rid of him. Yep. That being said, then the next one, you go, actually, you know what? We need a really big bad. Let's introduce Palpatine. Palpatine is introduced and then pretty much killed off. Mm-hmm. But that happens all the time in Star Wars movies. It's things that always... But like we needed to establish that um, the, the we need. More I need to establish something real quick. Mm-hmm. So no disrespect to Kelly, uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Her performance was fine. I just didn't like her character. Okay, I mean that's fine. That's fine too. I'm just I um, yeah. I just like I, the thing is, if you think about it, when you're writing a story, you never write unnecessary characters. You always write something where the character has some kind of role to play right. in terms of the the main narrative. Mind you. Star Wars does that, but mm-hmm. you you are right. They they throw them in. They're the they're like a whole bunch of Deus Ex Machinas. Yes, the Star Wars has always been that because mm-hmm. Star Wars always introduces, always starts on a on a on a on a on desert a fight planet. No, no, always starts in in space. Oh yeah. Um, usually there's some kind of some kind of opening battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said. The humor has usually been more subtle in terms of like exchanging lines through the through the helmets or whatever or somebody. Yeah, and you're I think right. It's y- usually just dialogue. It's just dialogue. It doesn't right. need to be humorous. It, it may be it may be humorous, but it's not trying to be humorous. And then maybe that's what it is. The Last Jedi was felt like it was trying to be humorous, but right. it wasn't humorous because it was trying to cover up something that was ultimately going to be quite a quite a uh, a heart wrencher, you know, like because they wanted. Because first, I mean, yeah, because we're spoiling everything. Um, but first thing that the movie wanted to establish is first that... Um, Which one? Last Jedi or... That, sorry, Last Jedi. Okay. The first thing that I wanted to establish is, or that, that I think it was trying to establish is that the that there was a fighting rebellion. Like, there is, there are people fighting the First Order. Mind right. you, in the first, in Force Awakens, they've already kind of established that they, they've got that, but they've only got like pockets of it and stuff like that. But now they want to show that this conflict is real, for reals, for reals, and now the First Order is actually taking us seriously, you know, right. um, to the point of hunting us down. And now we've got pockets and only little bits of people wow. who are surviving, right? They were hunting them down in Force Awakens. I mean, that was the very first scene, pretty much, is Kylo right. Ren hunting them, hunting down whatever the rebels are doing. Right. But in this one, like again, these are still like on the planet. So this is like them coming. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, not necessarily people running, but people just exist, people existing and then being hunted. Or more so like this is, this is it. This is the last hope and they've found them. And yeah. Right. So the kind of, this is like the last vestiges or vestiges of people. And they're all like on ships and they're trying to get away and they're trying to find a good, a good place to establish the new rebellion or whatever. Right. That being said, 
you have that up front. Then the second thing that we're looking at is, you know, how do we end the last movie? We ended the last movie by saying or showing Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke. Right. Yeah. So we start that bone off. That was another part where a lot of people were like, ah, that's the comedy's just weird. Why did he throw it away? Blah blah blah. Right. Because remember, he he's like, I don't want that. Well, I definitely I definitely thought that, but I was just like, I it, was like, whatever. Okay. It was it was it was comedic in that like they wanted. It's almost like the they were they said they should in like the script probably that don't have him accept that lightsaber mm -hmm. and then he was like what if we make it funny because at this point right now we're just doing a lot of heavy stuff you yeah. know um and then so we did so they did and if you really look at it to be honest anakin's whole or anakin well luke's whole interaction with ray is very similar to yoda's interaction with luke mm -hmm. in terms of yoda's interaction with luke is riddles and like like puns and and just to be honest it's like as bad as campy as it gets i mean a lot i feel like a lot of people don't remember how like oh but it's so like how weird yoda was and how like <laughs> all the time yoda was that was like yeah. his whole thing so people again people forget right Comedy is definitely prominent in i the mean the original trilogy did no wrong you know because nobody is, wants it to do anything. Yes, but yeah. that being said, I don't think what people understand is that the things they complain about have already existed in the Star Wars. And, and we're also in a world where we overanalyze everything, which right. is what we're doing. But Right. Well, <laughs> no, I, I think what I'm trying to do is shine light on things that, like I said, people may not realize that they're complaining about, but that they love. Right. Um, right. They just may not notice that it's doing it just in a modern way. Yeah. Um, so back in the day, it was just straight campy humor. And now it's, think a tad bit kind of humor, you know? Um, not necessarily smart humor, as it were, but... Maybe J.J. just knew how to match Star Wars humor and Ryan yeah. Johnson didn't, or no, whoever was no, the writer. J.J. Abrams literally made a Star Wars movie. Right. Uh, Two Star Wars movies. Well, well sorry, in the first one. Like, yeah. he, he made a Star Wars movie yes. for Star Wars people. Fans, yeah pretty much by a star wars person in doing so he if you actually look i think uh a new hope and the force awakens almost hit every single bead yeah. like for like plot for plot which i i still was confused why people were annoyed by that i still think that was the perfect way to bring the audiences back in the star wars and because and, they're showing them what they love yeah but then there's people again that look at it and go Man, Star Wars used to be better back in the day, and then again, but they haven't they haven't seen Star Wars in forever, and nostalgia is really powerful. Now, it makes you feel like you want something or that you had something before. I mean, as soon as some group think happens, then everyone starts thinking it, and yeah, right. And if you look, and at, there's so many opinions on Star Wars, right. And if you look at the Empire Strikes Back, that's the second one, right? Yes. Um, the Empire Strikes Back had a lot of like, because I think that that one's opens with the the Battle on Hoth, right? Yes. Okay, so if you look at it, all of that was just um, action pieces, a couple of jokes, a couple of quips thrown back and forth with that one between him and um, and Han. Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, so if you really think about it, again, I feel like every movie was made as a parallel to the original trilogy. It really was. So, um, so except for Last Jedi, uh, of all three of the new ones, uh, Last Jedi strayed the most. Just because... Well, because, I mean, 
I think at that point, Last Jedi, there was a lot more loss in it. Well, in, in of... Empire Strikes Back, they're at a point where they're like, crap, what do we do? You know, we're at our lowest moment. How do we rise out of this? And uh, I guess I guess in Last Jedi, they did, but they did it with the Resistance and not the Jedi. And for some, like, nah, I guess they did the same thing. Yeah. Well, they, they, they cut off Luke's hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty big. But they didn't really do anything to Rey. You know, I mean, I mean, and and Ray is always going to be this shining is the shining hope of the movies, and so she, if yeah, and if nothing's really happened to her, it just feels like nothing bad really happened. They're like, because because realistically, well, the uh, resistance has no one left. But the then, thing but then they got back to Ray. The bad thing that happened to Ray is that she's not getting her resolution. Her that she's not getting to find out who her parents were. Right. But again. As much as people complain about how the second one was written, I, in my this is very much my opinion, oh, yeah. think that he was given something that told him, do not say anything about her parents. Mm-hmm. Do not do anything about this. We need this to be a big reveal for our trilogy. That being Maybe? said... Maybe? Well, we, we, that's just speculation. Right. That's what I'm saying. This is very much my yeah. opinion. Because, I, cause, I mean, think about something like this. In the way Disney works, there's no way they didn't have a creative director behind... Uh, or not a creative director, like a some yeah, a creative director who mm-hmm. made sure that these movies all work together. Because if they just had people just writing movies all willy nilly, but doesn't it? So to me, it actually feels like that was the case, and that's why they had to bring back J.J. Abrams. Because I don't think they brought back Abrams. I really think it was he wrote the first one. He was like, "That's cool. I wanted to do." <laughs> I, no, I just got done doing Star Trek movies. It was, it was fun be, doing a Star Wars movie. It was supposed to be Colin Trevin something, the dude that did Toy Story. He okay. he he wrote a script for episode three, okay. and they didn't use any of it. Like, they all... So, they, they wrote Force Awakens, and then the whole idea was, okay, we're going to give the reins to you, Ryan Johnson. You do your thing, and then the third writer, director, is going to come in, and he's going to do his thing and, and, right. and okay, close so, it all up. So... Yes, it sounds like you could possibly do that, but that's mm-hmm. not how Hollywood works. Not when you have a series. I get that. Nobody writes individually yeah. without having to. I mean, I'd con- like to consult think that- with with the with the higher up saying, "Hey, we want this." It's not like Disney never took a look at it and be like, "Whoops, Ryan Johnson released the movie." You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, it, well, no, I, I I understand that point, but um, so he still has to do it within confines of we're going to make a trilogy. It, There's no way he's going to mess us it up. It wasn't. It wasn't well. They still approved the it. The Palpatine thing, like, and that was that was determined after Last Jedi by it was and it was Kathleen was her Kathleen Kennedy, she's the like the Kevin Feige for Star Wars, mm-hmm. like that was her idea to bring him back. That wasn't JJ. That was actually her idea, and she's the he's the, she's the main showrunner. Okay. For Star Wars, and you don't think she had already made that decision before, but. She just couldn't figure out how to work it into the second one without causing, without, without, uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't know. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot, a lot of people try to, they want to blame it on Ryan Johnson. But again, Ryan Johnson didn't write that movie. He directed it. co-wrote. It, he co-wrote. But he directed it, though. Right. So, which means that no matter what, if he, now, if he had produced, wrote, and directed that movie, then we can say it's all his fault. Yeah. But again... Somebody else is still having to approve everything that's written. Somebody else is still having to approve everything that he cuts or or somebody else is even editing this movie. Right. That being said, there are so many hands that touch this afterwards 
after he's done doing what he needs to do that again they could they could call for reshoots they could say this is not going to work they could say that this doesn't fit into our trilogy but they let it go mm-hmm. because this is what they wanted that being said well <laughs> okay but that's then, just, but that's just like saying it's like, like, like back in the original trilogy that Hayden Christensen was a bad actor or he portrayed the character wrong, but at the end of the day, he was directed to do something, they edited yeah. it together, and they said, this is good, and they left it. But also they put Jar Jar Binks in the movie, so, you know, something must have <laughs> happened. That being said, I don't I don't look at it as this is like the blemish on the thing and Disney's going to disown Last Jedi. No, they, they knew what they were doing. Well, they can't. I mean... But they, but yeah, they know, but they know what they're doing though. Like, yeah. think about Taika Waititi when they brought him in to do, um, to do the the, the Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. They brought him in knowing this is the kind of stuff this guy does. Right. He is, he's just a, he's a weirdo, but a good weirdo. We like, we <laughs> yeah. like his comedy. We like his stuff like that. But I bet you, obviously, he had to have done it. Sat down with Kevin Feige, and Kevin Feige says, "You need to accomplish this, 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 and this." Mm-hmm. Do not mess with this. Do not mess with this. Um, you can pop. I'm. I'll give you a little bit of leeway with this. Be- leeway with this because this character is maybe secondary, so we can work with that. Do what you're going to do with that. That being said, he still has a framework. He can write. He can direct. He can produce whatever he wants. But he still has a framework to mm. work with, and that's what it comes down to for the Last Jedi. There was a framework. In well, I mean, in realistically, there. Like, if we're going to go with Thor Ragnarok, there is some continue continuity continuity content cash continuity issues because you know he didn't his power was in himself and then all of a sudden in um infinity war oh but you need the axe you know right but it's again it's always the rule of cool Mm -hmm. especially for marvel so you just kind of leave it yeah yeah, that's true but that being said again it's probably one of those things where said you can mess with this it's fine yeah you know what i mean like everything else we have to make sure this exists because we need this to exist in the next one but I think that okay, I, I think that. that whatever whatever Ryan Johnson hit on in in the Last Jedi was hit on as it should be. I also I should say this too. The second time or the latest time I watched it, I focused on all the the good in mm-hmm. the movie, and I, I came away with a lot of good in the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, Rose's character is still those are the two those are the two big points that like really bugged me again. Okay. The second time around. So real quick, we should probably get into Rise of Skywalker. After this break. After I can say it right. Rise to the Skywalker. <laughs> Star Wars opinions are very funny. You know what it is? Star Wars opinions are about the same as opinions on other movies, except for this series, like the Marvel series of movies, has gone on for a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever you do that, the fan bases become a little bit more rabid about their about their opinions of an IP yeah. that they feel like they've invested time and energy, I mean, like energy their and whole childhood till now. And also, I think the reason why Star Wars draws so much ire um, from its own community is because there's so many people that excuse me that Star Wars because it was wow I got a burp um, that because it was so. Um, commercially uh accepted mm-hmm. that star wars was like a nerd property that everybody could get into right so a lot of people who wouldn't consider themselves nerds or wouldn't consider themselves people who who are into like nerd culture associated with it right 
And that's the only piece of nerd thing that they associate with. Also, most of the people... It's not really nerdy anymore. That's the thing. Right, right. It's not but considered But most of the nerdy. people that associated with it back in the day as mm. the nerd property that they liked, it was like, here's a movie that allows me to be a nerd, but also I'm a really big fan of movies. Mm-hmm. And now I'm attaching my movie criticisms to a Star Wars. And now it's become mine because now I can... I'm going to I'm going to do my deep dive into the one nerdy properties that everybody accepts and that I can actually talk to other people about because nerds also want to talk about their their um you know their passions or whatever. Right. So then you get this you get this uh this I guess amalgamated group of people who uh, who claim it to be theirs because that's all they have. Like that's the only nerdy thing that they really associate with, really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and then you have the other people who like myself are I just like sci-fi or I just, I, right. I like star battles and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And so I like it, but I don't, I like shiny androids. Yeah. And I like, uh, you know, uh, swords made of light that, you know what I mean? That <laughs> who doesn't, that go vroom, vroom, vroom all the time. And it, like, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. Except for when those two groups clash, 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 just clash. Anyways, mm. when they, <laughs> when those two <laughs> groups clash, they, you know, the, the difference of, of like the like the level of critique of Star Wars draws a divide. Like for me, I don't really critique Star Wars to an extent of like putting it down. I always think you and go it's different though, isn't it? Like when you look at other movies, it feels different. Yeah. Like okay, so if you watch a rom com, mm-hmm. even people who love rom coms will go, It's a good one, it's a bad one, mm-hmm. leave it at that. And then with Star Wars you're like, it was it was a Star Wars movie. It's not like it's a. It was a good Star Wars movie. It was a bad Star Wars movie. It's never like it was a bad movie. It was a good movie. It's always Star Wars. Yeah, it's because again, Star Wars is its own genre. Yeah, and only made that way because of the people who have made it their own, who have, who have um, invested in its, and uh, its success, if you will. Well, unlike Marvel, because Marvel actually they're part of the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. They actually have competition. Star Wars, I guess, really doesn't have competition. Star, doesn't Star have Trek, any... but I mean, there's very Star Trek very is not different. the competition for Star Wars. And very it... different. Yes, please, please remember to. The thing is, I think one of the thing, well, I mean, a huge thing that differentiates both of them, but then was somehow, I almost feel like George Lucas is like, look at look at me, I'm trying to do the Star Trek thing, um, <laughs> is that one is more like more or less about the politics and the, uh, uh, shoot, what is it called? The anthropology of it all, mm-hmm. like the interaction of the peoples, right? Whereas Star Wars is about the, um, is about the epic. Star Wars is about the cinema. It's about yeah. like the, the the big battles, the special mm-hmm. effects, the, um, the I am your father's. You know what I mean? Like those kinds of things. Right. It, whereas Star Trek is about things happen. Here's how the politics deal with it. Oh, not politics. Sorry. Here's how, um. The human side of the thing, right? This is what we're. This is what we're all about, mm-hmm. mind you. We do got in every like the Star Trek movies have always been like action based and photons, the blast, the for bound. Yeah, but I never really, you never really care. I mean, you care about that part, but it's not but like in the movies. In the series, it was yeah. all about like the the. the you still have of, it. The race of the day and the, the yeah. politics of uh, of of who's the day. Captain Kirk? What aliens Captain Kirk? Dylan. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I know, right? Um, yeah, so so that <laughs> so the, immature that I laugh every time I hear that. <laughs> the uh, so that you can draw that you can draw that line between the fandoms because again, pe- 
I feel like the people who are going to analyze Star Trek are definitely aren't going to analyze it quite the same way as they do for Star Wars. I lied. They do the same thing. Yeah, they do the same thing. But it's because it exists in its own little bubble. I think that's mm-hmm. okay. That's probably what helps Marvel is that they don't exist by themselves. Main, yeah. Mind you, DC's not doing that well, but they well, that might that. But I mean, they also don't exist by themselves. Well, they've so. taken they've taken the superhero and movies, and they've they've taken it to the max. They've 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 found their formula, and now they're better than all the other superhero movies. So yeah, I mean, they're the king. So they're going to be idolized until they, they, until they get dethroned. That being said, let's get into this freaking <laughs> Rise of the Skywalker. Jeez. All right, let's do it. So, uh, so the writers actually they wish they could do have done episode nine, part one and two. Yep, I saw that. And yeah. I remember think- me saying that in the last podcast that yeah. I think they should have just done. I mean, if they felt they needed to do episode nine and, and episode ten, just do it. You don't have to follow this trilogy thing. Also, they could have just done an end game and made that movie like three hours or four hours or something. Yeah, I absolutely could have done that. Wait, so the movie was like two and a half hours, right? It was two hours, eighteen minutes, or something like that. It was um, long. Yeah, it was slightly less or more than Force Awakens. I can't remember. Um. So anyway, Rise of Skywalker, the dead speak. The galaxy has heard a mysterious broadcast, a threat of revenge, in the sinister voice of late Emperor Palpatine. In a game called Fortnite. Fortnite. Do you wonder what it says in Fortnite? What? At last, the work of of generations is complete. The great error is corrected. The day of victory is at hand. The day of the revenge. The day of the Sith. Which I don't really know what error was corrected or anything. I don't know what work generations have the, done. Even in the freaking movie, they never say anything about an error. <laughs> I know. Well, apparently, uh, I guess there is. there are deleted scenes. They were going to actually explain well how palpatine was returned and all that stuff but then that's part of the jj cut so what do you do okay so the idea that palpatine still exists mm-hmm. and we'll get into this later in um because we're going to talk about the movie obviously but um that right there i immediately um my eyes rolled so hard in the theater but that, you already like, knew like it literally gave me a headache i didn't i didn't watch any of the trailers for this movie oh really no oh you had no clue no. Oh, weird. I didn't know that was the the, the plot. Mm-hmm. That being said, again, my wow, eyes. Wow, you know what? My I, eyes rolled so hard, I got a headache. I, <laughs> I guess if you went into the movie not knowing that tidbit, I think I might have done the same thing. I would have been like, "What?" You, I would have been like, "WTF, mate?" Yeah. Also, if I have to learn this from frank, playing freaking Fortnite, hell no, <laughs> I'll be fine. Well, which is where I get the comment, "Okay, boomer." Um, <laughs> I did read a little bit about, um, you know, the, the opening scroll, scroll, crawl, crawl. And um, they were talking about in A New Hope, like, they introduce a ton of stuff, information that's never on screen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was their line of thinking for just, just doing that. Um, right, because the Star Wars movies have never been um, contiguous. They've never been one following immediately after the other one. It's always mm-hmm. been time pass. Events right. happen years later, new scenario. Let's get it. Right. Oh yeah. I should say that this is a year. This takes place a year after the last Jedi. Right. That being said, it wasn't necessarily that I didn't, Oh, my eyes rolling was just because the Palpatine thing was like, really? So you had a bad taste in your mouth right from the get go. Um, 
it, I, it didn't necessarily sour my experience from the get-go. It was that I was like, okay, this is where we're going. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so I think I had kind of prepared myself for for the camp and the um, I am your father stuff that would have happened later mm-hmm. on, which, to be honest, almost immediately. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I actually think I feel like I had already predicted that Ray or Palpatine was raised. I actually, to be honest, I actually thought, oh, yeah. Okay, so when I started watching the movie and I saw that, I was like, oh, freak. Palpatine is... Or yeah, yeah, yeah. A, I mean, it Palpatine. was pretty obvious at that point. Well, no, Ray is a Palpatine clone. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Because I was like... That makes sense. Uh, I was kind of thinking like, okay, so... Oh, oh, oh that's how they're going to do it, right? Mm. Or I couldn't think of him as the dad because the dad would make him like stupid or make her oddly old and he would be I, stupid old and then where's the mother at but i think the palpatine thing I, I honestly think that the palpatine ray palpatine came after the last jedi when this when the rise of skywalker was being created i think that's when that came around and it could have again it just that it, it definitely knocked my uh, knocked me off my seat for a second there. i was like okay quick okay get back to it <laughs> um and uh yeah we open with uh Oh, you want to go into that? I was going to do the rest of the scroll crawl. Why do I keep my calling it scroll? I don't know. This is a, it's a scroll crawl. It's fine. I can just skip all that. So, um, so it starts off, and and forgive me if I don't have it in the exact order. I'm just doing this off of memory. Uh, the first part it shows Kylo Ren killing and being savage and looking for something. The typical opening Star Wars battle. Yeah. Well. I mean, I really, like, when I was watching that, I really felt like they were trying to reestablish what a bad A he is and how ruthless he is. They really wanted to say, hey, this is the... It felt like they were trying to say he's the big bad. Um, well, I think what they were trying to do is show... Uh, well, technically, I mean, in the opening crawl, they say that Kyle Wynn is setting out to find this voice. Mm-hmm. And then the battle happens, and you're like, oh... Oh, okay. So he's finding the voice, but he's not. <laughs> um, but again, like they're still showing, like you said, that he's the bad guy. But mm-hmm. also, I feel like this movie did not actually leave a lot of space for um, conflicts that would result in Star Wars or in lights, lightsaber battles. This movie actually did more, spent so much more time trying to develop characters that weren't using lightsabers or mm-hmm. that weren't. Uh, in scenarios that wouldn't allow them to even really fight, um, that it almost feels like they had to they had to stuff them in where they could get them. Right. Like like at the beginning, um, like literally that makes sense. There's like one in the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end. Like I, that's all the Star Wars battle, or that's the only there's lightsaber battles. Yeah, four I think. Well, we'll get into it. Okay. Uh, so uh, he finds the wayfinder. That's what he was looking for, which. Uh, takes him to Ex- Exogol, or the, however you say it. The boondoggle. The what? The boondoggle. There you go. Uh, where he fri- finds Emperor Palpatine that can't walk. He's all jacked up. He's he's literally mounted on a machine. Is paraplegic the right The thing is, I don't know necessarily why he's... I think the machine is supposed to be life support, so he could probably he might be able to walk, but uh, yeah. the machine doesn't need to. Um, so he's just being moved around so he can do all the work on... Or monitor other people doing the work on what we find out to be him, like, trying, like, making Snokes. Yeah. You see a bunch of Snokes in, in tubes. And uh, he Which says. Which leads to everybody going, oh, that's what 
everybody thought Snoke was Palpatine, which mm. t- technically could say that Snoke was like uh, more or less a clone of Palpatine. Could be. Trying to be Palpatine. Because if you look at it, Snoke technically had about the same powers. Yeah, pretty much. So it could have been a, it could have been a clone, which they still don't freaking explain in the movie yeah. either. But again, that's why I I actually kind I mean I'm 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 on that uh, not necessarily on the line, but I can kind of see over the line to see where you could say like that the movie was made as in response to Last Jedi, right. almost like we have to answer these questions. But at the same time, a lot of things established in Last Jedi, especially like the Snoke and the Ray, your parents are insignificant or whatever. I'll get into that. I. Okay. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, so anyway, so like you were saying, uh, Palpatine created a bunch of Snokes, and and he was Snoke was going out sent out to seduce Kylo, right? Which makes sense because I mean it's it's this group that the Emperor is going to hate because he, you know, right, messed up his plans. You realize uh, you realize how horrible these motivations are, like right off the bat, for Palpatine, everybody. So Palpatine, let me seduce Kylo. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, I don't really care about Kylo. I was waiting for Rey the whole time. Um, so I didn't take it as that. Let I... me make Snoke. But I don't really care about Snoke. I just want to rent or Kylo the whole time. Right. But I don't want Kylo. I actually want Ren. But I don't actually want Ren. I want or right. Rey. I want actually Rey and Kylo because I need the dyad, dyad or whatever. I, I took it as um, I kind of took it as I want kylo foremost and then kylo's not working out i want ray like because yeah, he wanted ray mo- dead yeah but in the in the movie they've cut yeah exactly see what i'm saying like but in the movie they made it seem like um like he didn't really care for to have ray at all like he actually like you said he wanted her dead but then well he didn't i mean he he didn't really care he just wanted you see what i'm saying like yeah, it's okay. really confusing as to what i am confused any, any character's motivation are because mm-hmm. even then like Kylo, whenever he's seeking out uh, Palpatine, it what he made it seem uh, at one time it makes it seem like the character itself says out loud that he wants to get rid of opposition. Right. But then he's not trying to get rid of opposition. Now he just wants power. And who's this character? Who, who who are you saying right now? Kylo. Okay. So like he Kylo starts off trying to get rid of opposition, but then mm-hmm. he gets an offer from the from Palpatine. And he goes, oh, I mean, that's well, he does say, take my place. You know, right. you so kill like, Ray, you'll take my place. Right, so it's more power, right? Cool. But then, like, I don't know. It's like it's not even like an evolution of motivation. If anything, it almost just seems like, uh, like everybody can't make up their mind about anything in um in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, it could be like uh, I don't remember Doctor Strange's mentor, um, whatever her name. Or his her name was the wise one. Where yeah, where she's like, I can't see past this moment. You mm-hmm. know, well, I mean, Palpatine could see visions and everything, but he can't see past a certain moment or something like that. Right. You know, so I mean, that could be part of why he's just not really sure. Yeah, Star Wars I, logic. I, again, and I kind of so, left it. I really did. I as I'm watching the movie, I'm leaving it. I was like, okay, cool. Kylo's gonna be the next Sith or whatever. And obviously, yeah. we all know that Sith. Uh, oh, they, I knew that they, was they gonna happen. I, I get it. Yeah. But they run in twos, which kind of makes sense. Actually, to be honest, I was expecting a Kylo Snoke scenario where Kylo kills the previous because that's how it works to mm-hmm. become the to become the next. Well, uh, I think that's what the, uh, Ryan Johnson was trying to set up. Right. Which is, to be honest, it is technically the master and the and the and the um, and the student is all is supposed to be, and that's from every form of Star Wars canon 
the right. Sith have always worked in a in a master student pair. Yeah, but there's there's there is the problem that if you create uh, Kylo as the big bad, I don't know. It just seems like you had Han trying to bring him back. You have Leia trying to bring him back. It just that just means that that means that Han and Leia are so pointless to the story. You know they are. Yeah, they still kind of are, but but, but they that, aren't. No, what I'm what I'm saying is they are in that whether it be Ryan Johnson or or J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. both of them used Leia and 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 Han, Han as service as floating. Yeah, as really as like a floating cast that they really they could use to impact things, but they otherwise don't need to develop those characters, or they don't even need to. To care about. I mean, those that was characters. pretty impactful from the first movie. That's what I'm saying. They can be used to impact things, okay. but they are otherwise just devices, right? Um, so apparently, but, in, so I'm going to get to this one real quick. So apparently, it was Luke. Luke and Snoke had a big battle, and that's why his face is all messed up. And I guess this is in a comic book or something. Yeah. That, again, stupid Sorry. stuff. Those kinds of things. I don't need to know that information, but that's. <laughs> yeah, cool. I know. I mean, that's cool and everything, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hold. The thing is, nobody cared about Snoke to, other than his influence on Kylo. Mm-hmm. Again, when the, all three of them or all three of these movies were written, you can tell that their their focus is supposed to be Finn, Kylo, and Rey. Yeah, that is all. Everybody else, their plot devices. And then Poe and in the third nope. movie, Poe is still a plot device oh. because technically Poe is just the person to f- first get them. Like he was the person who could get. He's the person who knew somebody to get the memories out of C-3PO. He's the person who could fly very well. Mm-hmm. He's the person that could uh, could help develop that plan um, for in Last Jedi. And um, and then he was, yeah, I guess he's just the pilot. He really is just the pilot. The movie's not about him. Oh, I mean, Ray's just the one that can use the Force. and Technically, yes. But <laughs> but the kidding. story is about her. Yeah, yeah, About her it. identity and stuff like that. But that being said, everybody else, aside from those three main characters, they're not... They really all are pretty much everybody's disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Finn's kind of disposable. I mean, it's really he, just Kylo and Ray. He is. He is technically disposable, but in terms of the way he's written into each of the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. he's actually very like essential to how things run. Right. Because, I guess he's I, so connected to Ray. Yeah. And he's so connected to. In, in For turn, a bit of the story, it's on Finn's track. Right. Anything and, that's not involved with Jedi stuff, it, it is everything's Jedi stuff is Ray. Everything that's in Kylo and everything that's not is resistance wise is kind of on the track of Finn. Right. In and a if way. you and technically, if you remember from the first one, but Poe po too, though. I mean, I think I but, think you're discrediting Poe because I'm not trying to discredit. I'm just saying in terms. Of, okay, so in the first movie, well, Poe isn't like Poe doesn't have a story arc. Poe is just a pilot. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That belongs to the It does, because in the second one, it's it's about him learning how to be a leader, and then in the third one, he's, you know, he's basically leading the show. Okay, he literally, it, okay, so he has an, a three-movie arc, mm-hmm. whereas everybody else has multiple arc, uh, right. like a, a multi, <laughs> multiple bits of character development in right. each movie. The reason why I'm saying this is because Finn goes from being 
stormtrooper to being part of the rebellion to figuring out who he is but also there is a point in the force awakens where pretty much they kind of tease that possibly Finn's a jedi right mm-hmm. and then in the second one force they, sensitive yes and then the second one they almost they hint towards it still but not necessarily saying it and then by showing the kid with the broom they hinted way more in the first one way more in the first yeah. one and then the third one they almost forgot completely that they even cared about that kind of stuff because in the second one they had him fighting with that with the, the the little laser thingy, mm-hmm. and they made obviously being a stormtrooper, you probably learned how to use those, or whatever. Right. But like they almost like you could tell that they were trying to give him more. Like he he's his level he's he's leveling up mm-hmm. throughout the movies. But in the third one, they stopped him from leveling up and made yeah, him it, more of a bumbling fool because the whole movie he's trying to tell Ray something, which you can is left up to interpretation. No, nah, JJ said what it was. What is it? Oh, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. See that kind of stuff. I hate like that. You you can't just watch a movie and I, yeah, enjoy the movie. I get that part. Half the time, like you you actually have to go watch an interview to mm-hmm. find out what that movie was yeah, about. Yeah, I get that part. Yeah. Um. So wow, we, we haven't, haven't we haven't got far at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he shows. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rush through a few of these. Uh, he shows Kylo the big fleet of ships and uses the force to rise them up. Which, okay. Uh, he says kill Ray and I believe. Uh, he either wants him to join him or take his mantle. And it was, I think it was taking his mantle after he kills Ray in opposition. Okay. I really don't remember that part. Motivations. Uh, Finn and Poe pick up some plans from a spy within the First Order. Whatever. Uh, Poe po flies the Millennium Falcon, Falcon uh, through some warp speed fan service to elude some First Order ships. Warp speed fan service? Are you talking about this? this uh, well, it goes like through like the light skipping? Yeah, warp speed. Is it called but they called it light skipping or something like that. Did oh, you yeah. Did you skip the show? You know the ship can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they wanted to show Cloud City and I don't remember what else they showed. Yeah. Uh, it shows Ray training and fight, uh, training and she's floating. Uh, it's revealed that Leia is training her and is her master, which I loved, but that seems like a very... I hated it. I see. That's a very Star Wars thing. But you know why I hated it? Why? I hated it because, first of all, nobody knew that Leia had ever trained to be a Jedi. Right. Nobody ever knew that Leia really even had powers. Mm-hmm. Well, you did in Last Jedi. I, that's what I was about to say, until Last Jedi. Yeah. Which they made that literally one scene. And mm-hmm. then suddenly in this movie, like she's a, like a, a Jedi master. Yeah. Fighting with Luke. Anyways, we'll get to that too. But still, yeah, it definitely felt like there was like six movies that we missed in between. Well, that's why the original movies, yeah, and the Force Awakens. Well, that's why that writer said they wish they could have done part one and two. Also, the whole the New Hope throws you with a whole bunch of information in that crawl too. So, I mean, yeah, but the New Hope never still. I don't. I still don't think the new. I don't think any movie or any crawl ever explained that Leia had ever trained as a Jedi. No. No. There I is, mean, you knew she was Force-sensitive, but like I said, but, Last nope, Jedi... There was never any... I don't... Th- and this is just my opinion. Maybe I haven't delved deep enough. There's been no form of media that's ever said that Leia is trained as a Jedi. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, outside of... Uh, I mean, the Rebels show, I'm pretty sure uh, Leia's in that one. Or the little animated one. Uh-huh. And, I mean, for all I know, she is in that one. Maybe she's using a lightsaber and stuff. I don't know, because I, I haven't watched it. I was pretty sure... Um, uh, yeah i've never watched rebels so i can't speak to it yeah that could be a thing because i mean that's all part of canon right so that but that's that's that really caught me off guard i was like i know 
I I believe a lot of. But things you can in accept it. You know, you can accept yeah. it. Yes, but it's 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 definitely one of those. Oh, oh, we're doing a thing now. Okay. I love. <laughs> I actually loved it. Um. Also, she didn't really train with her. She just kind of said, "Go do a thing." <laughs> yeah, so. I, I know. Well, what did what did what did Yoda do with Luke? He was never like, "Let's yeah, battle." Huh? He's on his back the whole time. Oh, that's true. Make well, I don't know. Maybe Leia was back. on uh, Ray's back the whole time. She was not. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Ray pushes herself in training and she gets noticeably frustrated, which kind of like they kind of tease the whole dark side thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she succeeds in her training but damages BB-8. Poe and Finn get back and, and you know, she's they, they say, oh, Palpatine's at Exegol. Uh, Ray gets mad at Poe and for... How I use the the Millennium Falcon and Poe gets mad about the damage BB-8. Fun banter. Actually, it was it kind of felt like they were establishing there that time had passed and these people these characters are close now. They're right. almost like they're, they're squabbling family. like family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray looks through some notes from Luke Skywalker and there's another Wayfinder, but Luke didn't finish finding it. Didn't finish finding the Wayfinder. Yes. Um. Yeah. Let's just keep it, keep it moving. Okay. Let's go on break, though, because I got to, yeah. We're back. Maybe. We're back. Okay. So I was thinking about this, uh, and this isn't Rise of Skywalker, but I was thinking about one of the reasons that maybe Marvel has been so successful is because, so we're talking about they're part of the superhero genre, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe one of their successes is that instead of making superhero movies they're really making comic book movies and they're structuring it like they do the comics which have gone on forever and people love the comics yeah and one of the things that you find that make other people sorry i'm talking away from the mic um one of the things that you'll find that make other movies less successful when they're based on a source material is straying too far away from the source material yeah and one of the things that I will say about the MCU is that as much as they do stray away from some of the source material, what they do make sure is that they make sure that if they're going to make a different version of something, that it needs to be a different version in the vein of, like you were saying, comic books. Right. That being said, in the comic books, there's like, I don't know, five different versions of the Tony Stark Iron Man based on just how they wanted how somebody decided to take on it like it was just a take on whether it be his origin story or a scenario in which i don't know when he was going through his drinking problem and then like there, like there's like different like ways to do certain characters yeah. or whatever and you know and i think as the marvel uh, comic books have gone on they branched off into making the multiple universes so now like the spectacular the superior and I don't know, the amazing Spider-Man are actually all exist, but they are just all exist in separate universes right. or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. And it, it, it really lends to the MCU just going, well, this is just another version of the universe. And this is how we decide to, that we're going to play it out. And that's what they're doing now. So it, it, and it, and to be honest, that's how you should do it. Now, when it comes to star Wars, you have really nothing to base it on other than other mm-hmm. star Wars. Right. And after that point where Disney said, um, everything before here is not canon. Now they're establishing that this is anything that comes after this, whether it be like Star Wars Fallen Order or uh, or the Jedi Fallen Order game or mm. or like the, the Rebel series or the Clone Wars series, right. where now they're fully establishing like this actual universe 
now it's like people I feel like now it's just people like establishing that they that they know what Star Wars is and they right. know they know the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think they knew. I don't think anybody knew the rules Until before. Until they like, oh, we'll get into that. Yeah. This well, mo- this I mean, this movie actually bugged me with some of the rules. Well, I mean, the Force powers in general have never been truly defined. And, I I know. And I, every, I mean, I get that part. Every every version of Star Wars has done something. I feel like every trilogy has introduced at least a couple new yeah. Force well, mechanics. Each, I think if you almost will. each movie. So so Darth Darth Revan is canon now. Who Darth Revan? He's the he's the guy from Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, I didn't play that. Oh, okay. Um Yeah, I also if you're watching The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian's reintroducing stuff that apparently people didn't think were actually gonna be yeah. legit. Like we'll the, talk the, about the that show. Saber. Well yeah, we'll like no, I haven't got to that episode yet. But Oh, it's the last episode. Yeah, I know. I knew I, I I mean I saw it, but um we'll we'll talk about that show some other time, uh for sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you saw it all. We can do a nerdy out analysis on the okay. you know, Mandalorian. Um. So anyway, getting back into it. Uh, they go to the planet Pasana, uh, where Luke's search ended, where they run into Lando Calrissian, which they had to because good old Billy D. Yeah. They well, they needed him in one of the movies. Um, <laughs> convenient for Kylo Ren. Uh, some native gave Rey a necklace, and he was able to grab it from her because of their forced connection. New force power. Sorry. This okay. tells... <laughs> well, technically, it was established in Last Jedi. Yeah, um, but they, they couldn't exchange the items. The extent of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, this tells Kylo where they are. Oh, sorry. So, at that point, didn't they already say that they are officially the Dyad? No. No, not yet? Okay, sorry. Uh, they get chased, and they comment that the First, first Order troops can fly now. They can okay. fly now? Yeah. They can fly classic now. Classic Star Wars banter. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking about when the whole, like... You were talking about how in the they need the applause, <laughs> you know. Um, Which again, to be honest, that first scene in Last Jedi felt like it was done in front of a, a studio audience. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah. So the things that we like sometimes may not come across as we'd like it to, but it's otherwise. Maybe still maybe the it's because it dragged on. Yes, it was a bit. It was a lot longer. It wasn't as punctual, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, it's it's, it's very. It's usually the humor is just it happened. Let's it's, go. It's quippy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, they escaped the storm. Not gonna lie, though. Sorry, those those freaking speeders were pretty cool. And then when they had the little, oh, little, the little ejection, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was totally cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, hey, the rule of cool applies a lot in Star Wars movies, and not often does that's it what let they me should down. focus on the whole thing. Yeah, not often does the rule of cool sections of Star Wars movies let me down. Like I'm never like, well, I'm analyzing the speed of that that spacecraft, and it doesn't seem like <laughs> it'd be able to fit through that so the the certain thing in a certain amount of time. No, you're just like, oh my gosh, there's laser battles, <laughs> and you're fine. Yeah, but and that's how Star Wars should be. Yeah, um, they skip the troopers, but get sucked into quicksand into some tunnels. Oh gosh! So I remember Xeno watching this. Gears. I, was, I remember watching that, and just going, oh gosh, they're not, they're obviously not dead. There's gonna be tunnels. Yeah, like that. I. Oh, not even almost predicted that I literally could have just turned to the person next to me. They'd be in a tunnel. But like, did you <laughs> not think of Xenogears? Oh, when when you go underground with the uh with with your gears and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that, but now I know. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the horrible platforming in that game from that <laughs> section alone. Uh, there's some way worse in that game. Oh, when you're climbing the tower. Uh huh. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. That's um. Why I, mm, so many hours. So they run into a big snake, and Ray does some crocodile dee dun die, crocodile dun die, 
Crocodile D. Dunder. Crocodile Dundee style-ish on it and gives us some nice force healing foreshadow. Yeah, so being that I have analyzed movies for so long now, I I immediately was like, again, and I will say this a lot of times with this movie, and I'm not like I'm not trying to exaggerate. I'm not even trying to like yeah. oh, make myself seem like a genius, but I have predicted so much stuff going to happen in this yeah. movie. Like, as soon as she heals, like somebody because somebody's going to need to be healed. Yeah, like or that. It's the idea. They idea don't just of, do things to yeah, do things. It's the idea of Chekhov's gun. So if it appears in the first act of the, of the story, mm-hmm. it will always be used. It's well, you that do way, not introduce it, a gun that you that's not going to be used. That way, it's not a Deus Ex Machina. Exactly. Yeah. Deus. Deus. Cash. I always get so mad at myself when I say a it wrong. Deuce is something you drop in the <laughs> toilet. Yeah, I know, I know. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you throw up the deuces when you're parting company with somebody. That's true. That also happens. Uh, they just happen to find the ship of the dude they were looking for, and they find a dagger with Sith writing on it, and a new cute little droid sold separately. Yeah. I. Yep, okay, continue. <laughs> what, what were your thoughts here? Oh, no, you're going to need to get the sec- next section before okay. I have some thoughts. Okay. Uh, C-3PO, for some reason, is not allowed to speak Sith, with, um, which makes everyone hate him more. Uh, Ray senses that Kylo is there and goes to confront him. It is revealed that the Falcon, the Dagger, and Chewie were captured. Continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ray uses the Force to try to save Chewie, and the land... Oh, you skipped a whole second. Okay. So, oh. before Chewie gets captured, or during Chewie's... Get, no, yeah, before Chewie gets captured, uh, she's running at freaking Kylo Ren and his little TIE fighter, and then mm-hmm. she jumps over it oh, for a special yeah. effect. I totally she cuts about the, that. She cuts the thing off. She's like, oh, look, I killed him. No, good and well, she didn't. Very obvious. And then she's walking away all Power Ranger style, and then <laughs> all of a sudden she sees uh, Chewie getting taken away. She goes try to... Or no. She doesn't see Chewie getting taken away. Someone Finn, tells him. Finn, Finn tells him. Finn sees Chewie getting taken away, and he tells her. But here's the thing. What you know, what you notice as the viewer is that there's two transport ships. And so whenever she blows up, when right. you're like... You notice as the viewer? Yes, they show it. Oh, I see. I didn't, I didn't there notice. There was two transport ships right next to each other. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. That being said, they don't show which one takes off first. But then Finn just assumes that the one that took off is the one with Chewie because that's the one they were packing out whenever he saw it, right? Mm-hmm. That being said, you see the thing take off. Take off you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. But then, like, when she uses her force powers and blows it up, you're like, they're not going to get rid of Chewie like that because we know how cinema works nowadays right. and we know how Star Wars works. They they kind of do the same. It's the same rule as, like, in The Walking Dead. If a character has enough it has enough screen time and has enough um, spoken lines mm-hmm. that they have to give him a send-off, there's no way they just killed him. Right. Um, and it's always ceremonious. That being said, we knew he wasn't dead. Like, I was... I didn't even shed a tear. I didn't even get the lump in my throat. I was like, oh, well, he's not on that one. Um, like, I, <laughs> But I, we saw it. You, but you saw the transport ship. You you knew when it blew up. You knew that there was, was another one. Yeah, see, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And but, well, I was thinking that was also, co- what really sucks about that whole thing is they mm-hmm. don't show both take off. They never they even just show the both. Huh? They just show both ships. They just show both ships on the ground. Okay. But they only ever show... I it's never almost, noticed that part. It's so actually, like, it's almost like the first one had already taken off, and then by the time uh, uh, Finn had gotten to Ray to tell her, then that's when the second one was taking off, and that's the one that blew up. 
Well, see, or that was the first one that took off, and for some reason they never looked back to see a second one fly off. <laughs> so you know what I mean? That yeah, right yeah, there, yeah already in A little inconsistency, which I was kind of like, this kind of sucks, but whatever. But they didn't even give you any time to mourn. Right. The, like I, that's why. Like I, well, I didn't know there was another ship, and I, you know, I thought I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, I knew there was no way because, as you said, she was too important to just be like that. Eh. Also. Also, I hate so much when they take a villain and the villain could finish off what they supposedly went there to start and they don't. Oh, he lets he lets Ray go. He just lets her walk away. Yeah. Or run away to her ship or whatever. But he could have killed it. So or this at goes least back her. this goes back to something that was in the script for The Force Awakens that they just were not able to convey on film is uh, cuz like when even so, when Kylo killed Han, he was conflicted, mm-hmm. and they didn't sh- really show that very well. But in the script, he actually he kills him, and it, it says something along the lines of he feels remorse. Um, you know, like even though like it basically is saying com- that his heart still like mourns for his dad and can't believe yes. he did it. It comes across as that. I it, didn't. I didn't it think comes so. Across to me, is that? Okay. But that's only because I felt like I just read into him. Like, there's no way they give. Him, they don't give him that. But also, his anguish. He's still acting like a little teenager, but mm. his anguish portrays that he's frustrated about something. What I don't know how old these characters are. I don't either. I mean, like, like Leia wasn't Leia like. Uh, I don't remember. I yeah. think we looked it up. Oh, I think it was like we looked up. Uh, um, Anakin's lady. Oh, but Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like they were super young. Stupid young. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Padme. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that whole that little sequence of things, as cool as it was to see, like the 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 Ray thing, the tug of war, and, and yeah, I don't know. The tug of war was a little kind of boring, but then all of a sudden that happened, and I was like, oh, the lightning, oh. and then immediately you're like, oh crap. Oh, immediately, like at that point, you're like, thank you for confirming oh, that you're no, Palpatine's that's, daughter. That's, that's what I thought. It was a clone still. Like oh the, yeah, the clone. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's a. Fr- I was right, it was a freaking clone, right? <laughs> and then, of course, they tell you otherwise. But yeah, uh, what's the next scene on this one? Other than oh, Chewie's on on uh, on the ship. You don't even get any time. They're just like, aha. Uh-huh. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, ship. And look, he has the sword. The dagger. Because remember, remember that earlier scene where we zoomed in on the camera for of him putting the sword into his bag, mm-hmm. so we knew he had it with him. And then also remember when we were taking him on the ship and somebody pulled it out of the bag and they just to show us again that they had it and then they put it back in the bag and you're like, huh, I don't know what this is about. Oh, I, I thought Kylo actually got it. The dagger? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure they still have the dagger. Because in the... no, they were like, they were like, oh, we don't have the dagger anymore. And then C-3PO is like, oh, but it's still in my memory. No, no. No, I'm saying when they put, I'm talking about the stormtrooper pulled it out of the bag whenever they had caught uh chewbacca mm-hmm. and then he was like eh, and then put it back in the bag and threw it on the ship with them oh yeah 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 because okay. when they were on because when they got on the main ship somebody goes look we also found this mm-hmm. in the very okay okay st- 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 thing. okay um i remember what, now what else happens on bridge uh somebody announces that they have a, a spy right yeah but they didn't say who it is or anything like that right okay um because so- of course they're drawing that out yeah uh, so the group escapes, but the dagger is gone, and Blue Chewie is dead. Uh, it only kind of, it only kind of impacts them, which is you know another indicator that he's not really dead because right. they're not really showing them mourning or anything. Mm-hmm. 
then they're like, we have to get this. We got to get this information out of the droid. Mm. And then the droid's like, but if I get the information out, you know it's going to happen. And then they're like, what's going to happen? I don't know. That's kind of, I, I, I'm not allowed to disobey my objective or, or my whatever. And then they leave to the to this uh, to the That's planet. A, that was a that was a nice preview of slide four. How many <laughs> slides is? Oh, it's it's eight. So we're like halfway through. Okay. Um. But yeah, the the story it chugs along pretty nicely at this point. Yeah, but I then it, it had slows down one more again. Like I, man, this story could have been like rocketing forward, and I actually probably would have enjoyed it more. But I felt like it did so many of like the. Pretty much like a like a like a somebody learning how to drive and not knowing how to use the accelerator. Star Wars has always been that though. The whole roller coaster, like No, I guess maybe I've always felt a different way about Star Wars movies, just because I've always thought that like they, um, there's always like the other scenarios that might slow things down, but in those like, scenarios about, it pushes forward still. Think about Return of the Jedi, where like something happens and then they're on the the their ship and they're like discussing strategy and stuff like that. Like it, it kind of always happens. I, and then well, they have to figure out have to figure out who's going where and who's going to go with who. And okay, so instead of the um, accelerating analogy. Mm. It's like somebody's accelerating, 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 and then slamming on the brakes. And I think that's what, that <laughs> was the problem that that yeah. I ran into. Like it's it's been in basically all of them, though. Honestly, okay. So, um, but yeah. So then this is whenever Poe goes. I know a person, mm. and then and then um, of course that's what I wrote. I said, luckily Poe knows someone on Kijimi again that he thinks Poe he can. Is a plot device. Yeah. Uh, you find out a little about a little bit about Poe's slightly shady past as a spice runner. Yeah. And they then they just wave it off like, mm, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the th- it's a homage to homage to Han Solo. Cause that's, that's why, uh, character parallels. Yeah. Woo! That's why Han Solo was in trouble with, uh, Jabba the Hutt because he, he, he dumped some of, uh, Jabba's spices so he could escape the empire. Mm. Um, so and this is when we uh this is when we come across uh Carrie Russell's character. I don't know what her name was in the in the movie. I don't remember either. The the masked lady. I don't know, Venus or something. It was something basic like that. Uh Poe and her have a past. Uh Poe is down, but she is not. Uh C three PO wants to have one last look at his friends before his memory is wiped. And he becomes You said Poe is down, but she is not as in he's down. Yeah, he's down. He's down, down a clown? Yeah, okay. down. The diddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's diddle to fiddle. <laughs> or fiddle to diddle. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, so, and then all of a sudden, like, C-3PO becomes a Sith droid for a little bit. And and I was thinking this might be something to do with, uh, like, the Clone Wars or some other animated show that maybe this happened. I keep on thinking, technically, this thing was, like, refurbished and brought back to to working order by a child. Yeah. Well, no, he's cr- he was made by uh, Anakin. From scratch? I thought it was... Yeah, uh, from scratch. Like a, oh, yeah, I guess he, he I guess he was finding parts and everything. Um, that being said, first of all, when, when does he get all this programming? Second of all, who put these things in place? What, Anakin? No, who put the uh, the little, like, pretty much the firewall or whatever in place? Who put, who gave him the ability to interpret Sith? You know, th- there is there lies one of the problems is I have not watched the, the animated stuff. Right, so. but 
But I don't think the animated stuff like actually tells who does that either. Because I watched all of Clone Wars, which I hear they're going to do another season of that yeah. as well. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff in Rebel. I heard there's a lot of stuff in Rebels, but I still but C three PO is in, in Rebels. That sounds as a much. lot like Kingdom Hearts three. Well, they just start introducing crap. Well, no, like there you have all the. I mean, there's Kingdom Hearts one, two, and three, but then you have all these side stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Wars. I mean, the the I think the nice thing, but also the bad thing about Star Wars is that Star Wars is takes place in a galaxy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take place on a planet. Doesn't take place in a region. It takes place on a galaxy, which means there can be so many things going on at once. Right. And in order to keep track of that, you have to do spinoffs. You have to do other stories. You have to do books and stuff like that because there's no way to fully explain. I mean, how many whole... planets are there in Star Wars? Habitable, pl- habitable, infinite. Because as far as we know, everything is terraformed. Yeah. Um, well, that's true. I didn't consider that aspect. That being said, um, on um, so so he turns into a Sith for a second. Mm-hmm. He reads the translation and he shuts down. Yeah, and they get yeah, and, and then he comes back and. Oh, the, Frick, we forgot oh, sorry. to talk about your cute little... My favorite guy. Your little dude. Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu, Babu Frick. Is, I love... I, you know what? The the pup... The Star Wars and puppets. Yes. The best. Yes. The best. I agree. Uh, Babu Frick came on the screen and I was like, I may have been disappointed to this point, but now, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> and then the 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 description for my for my rating is Babu Frick, period. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was. Uh, it was like I don't know. It was like this weird thing in between. Like he seemed like he fit better in Mandalorian than like. No, he was perfect here. Uh, okay, he was perfect here. He was like the in between of like let me break the monotony or not monotony the melancholy of of the, what's going on of what's going on, but also like. We don't have. We haven't had any pets yet, or no, we haven't had any puppets yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I got, I got to get in here. And then like <laughs> his voice, hilarious. Like every time he talks, like ah, <laughs> Bobby Frick. <laughs> like, it, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, he, he's so cool. I love that guy. Yeah, so he's like, um, oh, I can't remember the character in South Park. Timmy. Timmy. I also, <laughs> that's Frick. also one of my favorite characters in South Park as well. <laughs> All right, so uh, so Ray senses Chewbacca is still alive, and they go t- to the rescue using some something that Carrie Russell conveniently had. Oh yeah, she gave up. She gave up everything. Ship or yeah, or whatever. She gave up everything from a man's, even though she didn't want to settle down. Yep. But she gave up her only pass out of there mm-hmm. because, of course, plot device again. Yes. Pup. Uh, at the same time, Kylo gets to the planet to look for Ray. Uh, Ray gets the dagger. Oh, he goes into his little his quarters and everything. Ray gets the dagger and has a vision of her parents being killed by it. And uh, this is when Ray and Kylo's connection lets them talk to each other. Kylo tells her that she is a Palpatine. She finds out that her parents hid her on Jakku to protect her. Yeah, but she's Palpatine's mm-hmm. granddaughter, which right. means that her parents, who are nobodies, explain as explained by Kylo and Palpatine again, that they are technically nobodies, just happen to be part of a lineage mm-hmm. that includes Palpatine. But that also means that somebody slept with Palpatine. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that later, too. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Not in death. <laughs> Ew. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... But so even, even when... Even but that's how Pal- even when Palpatine was young in the in the in the in the first series he was still in in the prequels he was still old. 
Yeah. And he uh, supposedly he didn't have no kids then either. Dude, he's an emperor. He wasn't Emperor Palpatine yet. He was in, when he was in on the uh, Revenge of the Sith. He was Emperor Palpatine. He and was you know, not Emperor. You know Palp- how much people like power. He was. He was Emperor. He made himself Emperor. I know, but after the fact. I don't know when he got all like wrinkly and everything. He's a Sith. He was always wrinkly. Remember, he was like hiding it underneath. It was the guys. Because remember, even in the oh, first well, one, then I'm sure he puts his he killed, guys back on. When he killed, uh, well, maybe in this, I think this is like when he kills uh, Mace Windu out the uh, at the mm-hmm. window. Yeah, he imme- his face immediately goes, and he goes. Well, he can obviously force uh, heal, heal or himself. Oh my gosh, what's what's freaking Mystique's power from X Men? Trans, it's not transform and roll shape out. shift. Jeez. He can force shape shift or whatever. Who knows? Maybe he looks like uh, Hugh Jackman or something when he force shape shifts. Oh. oh, maybe they're saying that Palpatine only looked. So that would mean Palpatine got down before he fought Mace Windu because maybe Mace Windu was the one who deformed him and that's why he oh, has to maybe. wear the hood. Well, you know, timing would line up fine. Honestly, it would line up. The kid would have to would if the kid was born before that time frame or mm-hmm. within that time frame, like th- like like his baby just he just had his baby and then Mace Windu does that stuff or goes his out the baby window. Baby would be as old as Luke Skywalker is now because that's about the time mm-hmm. in that time frame is when Padme has or a little bit later is when Padme has Luke Luke and Leia. Yeah, um, it it oddly enough it works. The out. stories match up. Oddly freaking enough, <laughs> jeez. That, that was, was the weird. day. That was the day too. The Mace Windu incident. Actually, he had he threw Mace Windu out the window, and then he delivered his own baby. And then he ate the mother. And he's like, "I'm gonna do this world the baby." <laughs> 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 the next Palpatine. Also, they didn't say whether or not it was the daughter or yeah, if, I just thought of that or a uh, son. It was just a child well, of his. If it had, it had to be the guy, what if, it would, I think it was the guy because they said twins? they were both pa- Palpatines. What so. if he? What if he had twins and um. they, like like Luke and Leia, had a thing, but they mm-hmm. didn't know? I think that. So Ray, I think we forgot to talk about this in our romance Palpati- podcast. A Palpatine incest baby. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you keep the Palpatine line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like this is something we should joke about. <laughs> I, it's Star Wars. Come on, they actually did it in the first Star Wars. Like, oh, I know. Being weird, they didn't know. Neither, neither did Palpatine's kids, or maybe yeah, they did. Maybe know, they and didn't. they're just into that kind of thing. So <laughs> you're, uh, he's a yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I thought this lined up with uh, Last Jedi when because his his her parents were nobody. But mm-hmm. he just misrepresented the information. Yeah, but to her. Kylo still but technically didn't know that. So I, yeah, I don't know if he knew the whole story yet. I think he knew about the parents. He probably just didn't know about Palpatine, Palpatine part. Yeah, because uh, I mean, realistically, if like Snoke would know because Snoke was given supposedly yeah. being given an older and, order. And from I really doubt his kids are going to be like, "Yeah, we're Palpatines. Hey, how you doing?" Remember so. that guy that's always on the little on the little blue screens going. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> yeah. He's a little ornery, but he's fine. He shoots uh, lightning out of his fingers too. 
he's great. He's a good discipline. He's great at parties. <laughs> um, so Kylo doesn't notice that Ray is holding the dagger the whole time, which I bugged the crap out of me. Like when they're doing their dyad thing or whatever. Yeah, but it took like it took him to let's see. He didn't even recognize it was her until they had their little fight, and then he bumped against. She bumped against the. Oh no, he didn't. You mean where he was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Kylo and Ray have a forced dyad fight, uh, which honestly was pretty cool. Um, but we'll have more on that later. Uh, Kylo figures out where Ray is. Uh, Poe and Finn find Chewie and try to escape, but get captured. General Hux ends up being the spy and saves them. Ray and Kylo talk. And Kylo tries to get her to join again, but Ray hops on the Falcon instead. Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Okay. So we've escaped. We've escaped. And then we've all escaped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they crash. They love the They, they clash. Can you say crash for me? Crash? Okay. They crash land on Kef Burr, where, where um, some of the remains of the second Death Star are convenient um so for no they don't crash land yeah they do they intentionally land but yeah they, they intentionally land but yeah, they but crash said, land to okay, do it so you said yeah okay yeah um they intentionally crash land okay. yeah uh they ran into a group of first order deserters and they and the deserters offer help um oh, did you see the freaking background story or whatever's cut because of like uh lando and the and the chick like uh scenes were cut yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So did uh, I mean I, I knew right away like. So they said that that's his daughter. Oh, they actually said it. No, no, that's the that's the cut part about it. Is that the the scene where it explains further that he that Lando had lost a daughter or something yeah. like that to the order? Yeah. Was that was supposed to be her? Oh, I mean, I, I already knew the, it, like at the end. Yeah, but the, yeah, there's that. Okay, here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about it, it looks like he's hitting on old girl i was thinking that as well and i think that's the reason why they cut it into there like that because they had since they didn't include the previous scene lando's supposed to be seen as this uh this playboy so mm-hmm. all right they like they cut it in where you can take it however you want to but otherwise they know what it means and nobody else does mm-hmm. that kind of thing because there's like we could go places or like we could travel <laughs> or, or so, something something like weird and creepy not necessarily i mean like father i mean even if that wasn't his daughter i mean it's still consistent with his character that no, that's what I'm saying. That's what they they if you cut it into there yeah, as I get part I get of the what cut, you're it look it just looks so weird. But I get, I get what you're saying. Um, that that right. Oh, so so Finn finds a finds commonality in this other deserter, mm-hmm. and they seem like there's they, it almost seems like they're about to force a relationship there. Luckily, they don't. Haha, <laughs> force. Um, and then uh, yeah, Ray, I was kind of glad they didn't. And then Ray's like, uh, yeah, y'all are taking too long. I'm out. And then she just, so she jumps on a, a little thing and she uses. That's the force. exactly what I had written down. Really? No. Oh, and then she jumps on the little, the little, the little Skinner skimmer thing, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Go, okay, I got to do this. I'm going to well, use the force." Sh- so you gotta say. So she was trying to get to the Death Star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they find the other wayfinder. So yeah. So they put the they put the knife up, and it just happens to be a sextant, and so you like all matched up. Oh, it's like Goonies. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because the the handle pulls out and suddenly it's like this little thing you measure angles mm-hmm. and everything on. Yeah. And then it matches up with the ridges of a broken Death Star, not just the ridges of, like, what have would have been on the Death Star, but it happens to be the exact location on that planet with that Death Star. Well, this yeah, 
Wow. You know what I mean? Like it was like literally matched up with the ri- like how it would look from that exact spot on the shore as well. You okay. know, you know, a little, uh, <laughs> little too heavy on the conveniences, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like they landed in the one spot that would give them access the right to the angle. one location to have the right. It's like when you play games like The Witness or something like that, mm-hmm. where you have to line up all of the the trees in a certain way, or you have to be looking oh, at things yeah, yeah, when yeah. the sun's at a certain yeah. angle to be able to match up, and then you, oh, you can see a picture. Oh, no, I can play in Sasuna's Sacrifice. Oh yeah, oh gosh. Yeah. yes. Um, but that's pretty much what ended up happening. But somehow. They were conveniently at the right angle. That being said, she's got to go to the Death Star. Stop worrying about this stuff. It's Star Wars. Gosh. I know, right? Um, I just, kind of, again, I rolled my eyes real hard. Um, and then. So yeah, I didn't even. I honestly. I, I can't believe I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. Um, uh, but yeah. So now we go into the ship. We see a lot of nostalgic things, a lot of Easter eggs. Like, oh, do you guys remember this scene? Remember that other <laughs> scene? Do you remember other? Do, so remember that wall that was in that one movie? It can open. It can open, and there's a wayfinder back there, and you're gonna have a vision of Dark Ray, Sith Ray. I thought that was so freaking lame. Really? All things considered, after you watch the movie, it's lame now. Like I mean, it was cool in the moment, and then, yeah, it was cool in the moment, and then you're like. Oh, okay. Looks like we're gonna have a, uh, we're gonna have our expectations uh, well, reversed. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Is Kylo Ren gonna be the good guy and Rey is gonna be the bad guy because she's a Palpatine, so she's well, destined to be a bad guy? I mean, Luke. Or, Luke or, went through the Luke, same thing happened with Luke. Luke confronted um, Darth Vader in Empire Strikes Back, not on Hoth or on whatever Yoda's planet is, and he he slices him. And then when it opens up, when his mask opens up, it's Luke. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Paying homage to past stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Fun stuff. Fun stuff. So, um, Kylo uh, tracks her down. He's at the same spot. And they both fight. Uh, Well, actually, so he he tells Rey about her parents who... To Kylo are nobodies. Actually, I think oh, he actually said like they really were nobody, nobodies. Okay, so I thought. Remember what I was saying? There was only three uh, lightsaber battles. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. Oh no! I think I might have just squished these two ones together. Well, like there's the, actually three in this scene. Yeah, that's why I think I was squishing all of those together and yeah. making. So those were the middle st- uh, lightsaber battles. Mm-hmm. There's the one at the beginning, and then there's the one. Well, there's one at the beginning. There's the one in the when they're having the first dyad mm-hmm. one, and yeah, there's I this one. That one and the, and this and yeah, and the on the water one together. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was just re- at the very end of the movie. So yeah, so they fight. Um, so they go on top of the the Death Star and they're fighting. Finn goes after Ray, but Ray uses the force to knock him back and she continues to fight Kylo. And then Finn again goes, Ray! He did a lot, actually. Yeah. He's, he he's good at screaming, though. Because he has something to tell Ray. So after playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I've realized that it is actual, like, like people screaming must be really hard because that's like, I really like this game. And the voice acting's fine, but then anytime he screams, it's so bad. That's unfortunate. Anyway, um, so Kylo destroys the Wayfinder Ray just found. Yep. Kind of a jerk move. Uh, Leia. To, to the viewer and Ray. Yeah. So these two are fighting, uh, and Leia senses this fight, and she uses the Force and the rest of her life force 
to distract Kylo and Ray stabs him. Uh, she then heals him, knowing that Leia had done what had Leia had done, and leaves in Kylo's ship. Uh, knowing we that- should take a break, okay? Because after this, it's gonna get heavy. Also, actually, right before we take this break, this is the last scene that we have. What's her face in? In uh, Carrie Fisher. Because this is where she's already... Oh, she's Carrie already, Fisher, yes. Yeah, yes this is yes, where yes, she yes, lays yes. down. Yes. And then she just... Yes. No, sorry. She gets covered up. Yeah, she gets covered up. Okay. Correct. Because they had to figure out a way to actually get rid of her. I'm sorry. I say get rid of... I'm tr- I'm trying to be respectful. I really am. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a great actress. But, like, so, yeah. This movie, like, the way they... They could... To be honest, and I think I'm with a couple of other people that I've read some stuff about, I almost feel like they should have killed her off early in the movie. Um, because it, I oh, thought, so, so it was like that anticipation of knowing that she has to die in this right. movie because she can't do any other movies. Like, like you, it almost felt like they were just dragging it along. And then this I, was, it seems so, I thought that really, I, I thought that JJ Abrams was stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I thought he did the best with what he had. I'm sh- no, I'm not saying that it's his fault or I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. anybody's fault. I'm just saying it all, it felt like it was like, it's just like, it definitely seemed impossible. Yes. Um, cause technically they should have killed her off in the second one, but they decided to give her the force power to go back to the ship. And I, right. I, I almost feel like had she like done a, been a little bit more epic, she, everybody get out. And she just stayed there and yeah. right. And then of course that's her being heroic, blah, blah, blah. And then she died. Well, I, I believe she, she, Passed away in real life after Last Shot I came out. Uh, well, yeah, because no, she passed. Well, away. It's no, crazy. No. She passed away on like December twenty sixth, and then her mom, Carrie Fisher's mom, passed away the very next day. Yeah. Crazy. Oh uh, well, no. What I'm saying, not necessarily that it needed to be in conjunction with her passing away, but right. actually, what I was saying is that in the movie itself, it almost seemed like it oh. would have been better to kill both Skywalkers yeah. off in the Last Jedi because it yeah. seemed like. They were already trying to roll over into that, right? But I guess again, they needed her for this mm-hmm. last one to lend more weight to to Ren. Only problem is, and I think this is the biggest problem that I see with it. Before we take the break, is that the thing that she did to help ultimately didn't really help that much because even though um, even though Ren was able to stab him, she just healed him and then Ray. he just came right back into <laughs> the like on her Ren, Ray. Yeah, Kylo Ren and Ray. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, we will uh, talk about what happened after she got in the ship and it dipped. Well, I, I guess we better say you you did say that right. So Ray heals him. Ray heals Ren or, or heals Kylo after, yeah. um, after she stabbed him. Mm-hmm. And you were like, "Oh my gosh, they're really just gonna kill him off right in the middle here." And she's like, "Nah, just kidding." Um, <laughs> but did she heal Kylo or did she heal Ben? Oh, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Break time. Ray! Ray! <laughs> Ray! That's pretty good. Sound just like him. Um, so I sound like an, an Englishman trying or doing an American accent yelling, <laughs> yelling Ray. It was perfect. Yes. Um, so... I think you already mentioned this before the break, but uh, so knowing that Leah, Leah, Leah is dead and the Wayfinder is destroyed, Ray goes to Kef Burr to be a hermit like Luke became. 
Oh no, not Kefbur. I don't know what the heck the planet's called. The Luke that, planet? Yeah, Luke's planet. Yeah, she just dips out and she's like, I'm done with all this crap. Yeah. Um Uh so Kylo, still on the remains of the Death Star, contemplates his life. He then has a conversation with a memory of his father. He throws away his Sith saber and becomes Ben Solo again. Oh crap. I don't really know when I guess that was when he became Ben Solo. Is when he died. No, I mean like That's when he got fat. Is when he had the combo with in his head. That's apparently. when he healed him. Yeah. Okay, you think it's when he healed him? It yeah. makes the most sense, actually. I don't know. His name is freaking... He's always been Ben. Yeah. I hate this duality crap. Anyways, he's... he's yeah. He he started going by his given, ma- given name. Mm-hmm. Not his gangster rap name. Because <laughs> that, that he, that he's he, part of a group called he put his Kylo name. Ren and the Knights of Ren. Well, you know, and he they're put... All like, they're all, like, standing there like the classic hip-hop dude. <laughs> Well, because he put his name into Ben Solo into the Wu Tang rap name generator, yeah, and they and came and up with Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo yeah, Ren. yeah, yeah. Don't be trying to copy Childish Gambino. Yeah, that's what he did. Who is part of Star Wars? He is. Mm-hmm. He is as as a as a, a young Lando. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Palpatine destroys the planet of Kef Burr, which not not Luke's planet. This is the planet that. Your little dude was on. No, Babu Frick. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Oh, poor Babu, Babu Frick, Frick is out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about the part where. Uh, well, um, I forgot about the part where C three PO is like, what's his name again? The little dude. The little puppet. Babu Frick. Baba Frick. I literally just said it. I know, I know. So, but when he was like, Baba Frick, that's my oldest friend. Because oh, he known him the longest time. I did. Oh, I did enjoy so that. It was adorable. Freaking Bobby Frick. <laughs> See, that's Bobby that's Frick. Star Wars humor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is where I started getting really annoyed with the movie. Um, oh, now you're getting annoyed? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, I thought it was. I mean, I still think it's. Uh, anyway, we'll just get into it. Uh, so Palpatine destroys the planet of Kef Burr using a Death Star attached to a Death. Or Star Destroyer. Freaking serious. Like, just... Oh, 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 oh. And to make things worse, every single one of the thousands of ships he has has, has one of these Death, a Death Star, star on uh, like cannon on it to destroy planets. Yeah. That really was like... And so when they finally... When somebody said something about it, they're like, whoa, look at this, everybody. They can do the things. And they they can do it all with the things. And it's going to be so difficult. Look, we defeated one of them. But, oh, there's no way we will to defeat a thousand of them. And then you remember... Do you remember? Do you remember that small scene where he, like, uses the... Seemingly uses the force to raise all of his ships up? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Way back in the day. I'm like... Then, if he's this freaking powerful... No, but that being said, supposedly... No, I don't think they necessarily say he's using the Force to bring him up. Mm-hmm. But then... Some, well, I would think so. But unless so, he has like a little button. He's like, there, where's this little button here? There it is. I just keep on... I, I think back to like... Okay, so so this is... He brought them up, right? Mm-hmm. But then suddenly everybody... I guess there could have been a button. Right? <laughs> but then... Well, because... I mean, eventually the the plan is to disable a satellite that apparently helps them come out of the orbit or whatever. So they're Dude, all lifting themselves ruined, up. Oh my gosh, that's for later. Oh, sorry, sorry. Continue. Okay. I'm, I just want to get done with this. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll... I'm so tired of this movie already. <laughs> really? I this is actually at the point in the theater I was just like, okay, 
we've been going for a while now and i feel <laughs> like we've not gotten anywhere because the because it almost felt like the same part within the last jedi where um where you you go down to the planet with rose and finn Mm. you go off to the planet with Ray, mm-hmm. and every time you come back, nothing's happened. Dude, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Like C-3PO lost his memory. You saw no, no, no. Baba Fett. No, this I'm talking about in, in Last Jedi. But every time oh. you come back to the ship... Nothing's happened? Nothing know. has quite happened. Yeah. They're still just floating along. Yeah. And in this, in this one, it's always like going back to the planet, and nothing else is quite actually... There's nothing has progressed. You have literally been searching for this Wayfinder for the whole movie. And then you still don't get it. They got it. But you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? They got it. Nope. She's got it. Again, you search for this. You still don't actually. It's almost like in The Last Jedi where they went to the planet to get that one guy to help them do the thing. Bait and switch. Yeah. But but they went to get. uh, uh, I I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And it felt like, okay. So we literally we could got have cut it. Out, Yay! We could have cut no! out two hours of this movie, and then it could have been just here, here, here. Yeah, done. like she could have been like, "Hey, Kylo, can I have your ship?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's cool. I got a crush on you." So, anyway, which they don't ever actually say anything about, which just makes that less. Well, well, we'll 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 we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, she throws a saber in, into the fire created by the destruction of Kylo's ship, but Force Ghost Luke catches it and gives her wisdom. Uh, he tells her oh, that yeah, Force Ghost Luke. That was cool. Yeah, whatever. It was whatever. Uh, he tells her to take Leia's lightsaber. Luke raises his X-Wing from the water, and Rey uses the Wayfinder from Kylo's ship and Luke's X-Wing to go to Exegol. So first thing I question is, wouldn't there be water in there? Then I realized, no, because this thing needs to be sealed to be in space. So if it has a seal for space, then it obviously has a seal for water, and this should be fine. Never mind. I didn't think about that at all, but yeah, you know, you're <laughs> that's a, that is a good point. But on yeah, both yeah. on both levels, yes. Yeah, but if it if it's sealed enough for for space, then yeah. there's no way. It that makes a lot of. Yep. yep. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Just trying to go through my mind. So starting the movie. R two D two restores C three PO's memory, which made the whole. Here's the thing. They hinted at it before, but what they said is R two D two sucks at backing up stuff, or something like that. Uh, he has the worst memory, and then, but technically, they told you ahead of time that they had a backup already. Yeah. Continue. Uh, the resistance. The Resistance follows Ray's coordinates, and Lando Chewie look for reinforcements. Uh, Ray. Oh gosh, yeah, and they did kind of. Uh, no, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Okay. Don't oh, say we'll it. Talk about it then. Uh, Ray confronts Palpatine, and he wants her to kill him, and he will then transfer his spirit into her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Resistance needs to take out a satellite, but no, now they need to take out a specific star destroyer. Okay, no, they do take out the satellite. Oh, but- right. Sorry. Sorry, you were you were absolutely right. But they were going to take it out on foot, mm-hmm. and then they didn't need to because they were like, "Haha, shut that uh, off." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need it anymore. We just control it from here. They're going after that one, so we can bait and switch. Haha. <laughs> okay. Uh, things look bad for the resistance, but then the Millennium Falcon oh, says, "Hold on, on, on your, your left." left. Um, ah, we both did it. Okay, so what I was actually did we both say at the same time? Yeah, that's um, awesome. Whoops. Uh, good offensive, buddy. Um. No, what I was gonna say is there uh, on the on the one ship that conveniently has the person. You forgot one big thing, is that on the ship he tells Hux to come to the uh, oh, come to the bridge. You're right. You're and right. And then he just like shoots the spy. Him. Yeah, he just freaking shoots him in the face. I did forget about that part. And then kills him like very unceremoniously. It's just yeah. like, I think we found the spy. <laughs> and then he's like, "What? Oh, okay. Well, that's done." 
Um, well, like I said, the last Jedi like really screwed up that character that seemed like it was going to be, and it was interesting. It, like the Force Awakens was setting up that character to be interesting because you have Kylo Ren, who's this powerful, well, is a is a Sith, and you have Hux that is he doesn't have any powers, but he seems like a very um, intimidating figure. Would you want me? Would you despite like these powers, parallels? huh? Would you like me to draw parallels? Go for it. So in the in Empire Strikes Back and mm-hmm. New Hope, mm-hmm. it's uh, that one general that they they did a in for Rogue One. Yeah, I can't remember. So that's name. they ha- they've always had that guy. He's always like the the powerful, seemingly powerful, just about a, uh, by authority mm-hmm. character. Um, and then in the uh, in the prequel trilogy, they had um, Grievous, who technically had powers, but yeah. his powers had a huge caveat that he had built his body mechanical around organic parts. Right. And so he was technically still dying. Right. Um, so you can make, he was super powerful in certain parts, but he couldn't do it for too long. And he was also a coward. Grievous was so cool. I loved Grievous. Yeah. Was so uh, awesome. I was talking to a friend about that the other day. I was like, people be hating on Grievous, but like his design was cool. His yeah, whole, he was so awesome. His concept of like killing Jedi's and collecting their sabers and literally like constructing arms so he could wield them all. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, come on, he's a bad man with Chandler. Mm-hmm. But yeah. again, like with all with all, with all things, you have to that you have to temper like somebody's being powerful with having a weakness. Right, like Achilles' heel. Yeah, like Darth Vader. His weakness is the fact that he actually his had son. feelings for, er, like, he never lost his feelings because of him going to the dark side, and that was always going to be his. Supposedly, it was the thing that turned him to the dark side, but effect- effectively, it was the thing that made him the crux of the dark side. Still crazy. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's why I thought of Hux as being. I kind of thought of Hux as being like the Grievous or the. I can't remember the other guy's name. I, I get that. I just think I think they could have done they, oh, no. cool things with this character. They can do a lot of cool things with a lot of people. Yeah. But they. I mean, even after two hours and two and a half hours, they still didn't have enough time to do anything with everybody. Oh, and that was the other thing I didn't like about Last Jedi. It well, just seemed. It just seemed so weird. They turned his character into like, I don't know, the butt of a joke. Anyway, I mean, he was he's not much of a character, but whatever. Well, Grievous was the butt of a lot of jokes too because they kept on running. He's like, "Ah ha ha, we've got you!" And then every time somebody, like every time <laughs> Obi Wan or yeah. or um, or Qui Gon would cut off one of the droids' heads, he'd be like, "Oh shoot, get 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 him!" And then he'd just run away. Like that was like the whole thing, <laughs> which makes no sense. He was so he was a bad Mamma Jemma, as you said. Yeah, but then when he did have his fights with uh, with Qui Gon, I think. Um, no, no, no. It was, it was only it was only with. Um, uh, Obi Wan. Oh yeah, when he was spinning the sabers yeah, along yeah, the yeah. ground, which again, so cool. <laughs> so cool. Anyways, uh, anyways, yeah, I know they could they could have done better. Uh, so the whole on your left thing, blah blah blah. I was literally gonna say that too. That's funny. When we, when I we thought that. Thing, That's yeah. first thing I thought of when yeah. that happened. Yeah. It's like wow, this is. The it's same. almost like you like every like you hear the music swelling. You're like, oh my gosh, they're all gonna die. But I know they're not going to. Wait, just wait for the on your left moment, and then it happened. And you're like, okay, that was a little too on cue. I should not be able to predict these kinds of things that well. And then you're just like, but whatever, let's roll with it. Millennium <laughs> Falcon is coming in. Okay, now, I was uh, I was gonna make some more references to the end game, but and then they were like rolling through on horses on the. Uh, Oh yeah, on the on the, on the the big star destroyer mm-hmm. because I got to destroy the thing. 
Um, and then, so their plan was to hijack one of the guns and shoot the own its own ship's guns at its radar. Mm-hmm. Which, my goodness, like, okay, cool. Um, oh, then they dropped the bombs in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was a thing too. So uh, Ben Solo arrives and is confronted by the Knights of Ray, uh, and he's like running from them. And he Did does call them Knights of Ray, even though oh, I keep on calling it Ray Ray. Dang it, yeah, Knights of Ren. It's about time. <laughs> uh, he does that whole backwards shot thing, like he's running. And he turns around, and shoots, mm-hmm. like a little homage to his dad there. Yeah, that was neato. Uh, so that was neato. That's what we got. <laughs> Ray draws her lightsaber on Palpatine because he's like, "Kill me and." And take my... He's not even wanting him to take... Uh, he doesn't want her to take his place. He wants to... if T- Take her body. Yeah. Why would she be like, all right, sounds like a good idea. Um, So Ray draws her lightsaber and Palpatine's like, yeah, it's about to happen. But then... uh, And, this, and Ben's all surrounded by the Knights of Ren. And mm. it's forced dyad time. So he reaches... She reaches behind her back. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, Ben has the lightsaber. <laughs> I actually thought it was really cool. Oh, oh, oh. So we skipped a very important scene where uh, she was given uh, Leia's. I already said it. I just said it. Oh, okay. Or so, maybe I didn't. So I Luke, Luke told Luke. I Maybe I didn't. Uh, Luke told Ray to grab uh, Leia's lightsaber. As well, and actually, we've and then we there had, was that weird flashback scene of yeah. them trying to do the de aging thing, and they have yeah. Leia and, and uh, Luke fighting each other uh, with the little force visors on mm-hmm. or whatever. So like, she was, and this is when again, I feel like I've never heard of this, and again, maybe I just don't read enough books, but I never heard of her ever like fighting. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure in the books, uh, Leia definitely. Okay, but I, but they said that none of them were canon. Yeah, so I get I that. Know. But yeah, but so there's so many things that they're uh, they've done so many things like to pay homage yeah. to yeah. But yeah, so they show them training in like in some like windy forest area mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think that was like their way of saying, by the way, Leia trains too. Cool, bye. Um, <laughs> so they give, and then, yeah, so in order, if, or if and, and she whoop and she whoop Luke's rear. Yeah, and she has uh, so she she also created a lightsaber too. So cool. And then um, Luke is like, yeah, uh, she said to put this away somewhere, and I think you should have it. And she goes, oh, that's cool. And then, of course, she takes his as well. And then, of course, she gets, so now there's two people with lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And conveniently, it's like the brother-sister duo thing again. It is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so uh, Ben takes down the Knights of Rey and comes to the rescue. Wow. <laughs> Knights of Ren. That's so funny. Uh, and comes to the rescue of Rey. <laughs> uh, Palpatine gets all excited about the forest dyad and sucks sucks it all up <laughs> to become... Hugh Palpatine Hefner. Did you notice this part? No. Yeah, he became Hugh Palpatine Hefner. Or Fuhrer Palpatine, since JJ likes the the Nazi imagery. Like, so once he sucked all the stuff out, all of a sudden Palpatine had like different robes. They were like, and he had like, he had like pimp robes on. Like he's Hugh Hefner. (laughs) But like, but like, so like the outside of the robes are black, but the insides are red. Yeah. Oh, but he also had those red soldiers with him, too. Yeah, he did. So maybe it's just part of the thing. I don't know. Maybe it's because everything was lighting up. You could finally see the red because everything else, every scene with Palpatine was very, very dark, almost like they had to cover Mm -hmm. up how much 
money they did not spend on that scene. <laughs> um, which is one of the things I truly, truly hate about a lot of visual effects these days is they like, tend to always put it in like an area that's really dark that's only lit by the occasional lightning or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's really annoying because you know what they're doing. They just, it allows them to spend a little bit less money on the special effects because they can cover it up with shadows all the time. Um, and I kind of felt like that's what they were doing with him. But also, if you looked at, do you remember like the the crowd that was behind him mm-hmm. of something but nothing? They're supposed to be uh, the spirits of Sith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird because they never explained or even like hinted towards what they were. They were just like, yeah. he's got an. Oh, and in this little black robes, in yeah. this uh, Rise of Skywalker dictionary thing. Uh, like each section was like different, represented different uh Sith lords, and one of them was Darth Revan. Yeah, okay. whatever, man. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, this Bible stuff. Like, like seriously, like, like that area. I did have a little bit of shades of like the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball movie. Like it just the it, world's strongest or no 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 like the the live action one. Oh gosh, where it actually looked kind of bad. Like the stands it, and everything? It did look kind of bad. That's yeah. why I was like, it, it seems a little, like, it seems almost forced. <laughs> Can't use the same pun more than once. Come on. If you're corny enough, you can. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so Palpatine then, so he gets all, he's rejuvenated and everything, and he knocks out Ren, Ren or Ben, or whatever. Uh, and then Palpatine then attacks the resistance force with forced lightning, but it's only set the stun, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. Also, suddenly he has this power to, like, shoot out all of his lightning into the air and just, like, amplify it through mm-hmm. a tower. It's like... <laughs> uh, ben tries to stop him, but he's thrown down a hole, but not really. Uh, Ray then forms a spirit bomb and takes Palpatine down. Um, unfortunately, Star Wars spirit bombs kill you, but luckily, using the Force Dyad, Ben says, I am Ben Solo, and snaps her back to life. Now Ben is the one that is dying. Q. Okay, so, sorry. Ray kisses Ben, and the greatest romance in history has been told. Or not. Um, <laughs> so it's like this weird thing where, okay, so she does her little little force spirit bomb, and she gets rid of Palpatine, right? Mm-hmm. She drains herself to the point of dying, mm-hmm. effectively. Then Kylo's like, oh, shoot, I'm still here, by the way, guys. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm Ben Solo now. Um, and so I'm, I'm crawling out of here. Oh, gosh, look, uh, I should probably try this power that I've never used before either. And so he does it, and he does it wrong because, you know, he loses his life too. Well, she uh, was dead. Yeah, so in order to bring her back to life, so it's yeah, like an it equivalent a, exchange thing. Right. I, I actually thought that was fine. And uh, no, so I just thought it was like, I didn't think it was fine because nobody knows how to use these powers. Why are they using these powers? So in this rises or in this dictionary thing, <gasps> yeah, outside of the, the actual movies. But th- so remember when force awakens that, um, um, Bobby <laughs> Ray <laughs> is able to use force persuasion and she's able to use force, uh, pull, grab, whatever it is of the lightsaber. Okay. Uh, so this is this is because of this dyad that they share. So they actually, they actually kind of they actually share. Oh, if she if he learns something, she learns it. She yeah, learns it, he learns it. And, oh, okay. And so and that's why he's able to sense her feelings so easily, okay. and stuff like that. Okay. Because you know so I'll, I'll I'll give it that. Oh, that's all. I'll give, that's all. I'm, 
That's the best explanation as we got for it. So the force dyad is supposed to be like, even though they're two different uh, beings, with the force, they're one. Like they're one being as far as the force is concerned is the explanation for the dyad thing. Okay. Uh, so Kyle, also, it was Palpatine's plan all along to get both of them there so he could have joined the power. Uh, join the I don't know if it was, a, I think he was winging it the whole time. Yeah, but he always tried to make it seem like an M rank. Yeah, it's well, because at the end he was like, "Oh, he's like, whoa, this little dyad stuff." Look at this power! I don't need it. Become the ultimate You know, maybe that Hugh Hefner thing was, you know, like a homage to the fact that he did get down back in the day. Yeah, and he had a had a little Palpatine baby, or two. <laughs> There's gonna be another relative out there somewhere. Um, so people are saying that Kylo's return to Ben was too abrupt, um, but it, it's kind of silly to say that because if you look at Vader, like it was, is almost the same thing. I mean, yeah, but there is no return to Ben. I don't. I hate when like. Right, right, right. He was he, always Ben. I get. He was that. always Ben, but like I hate like when they like it's like a, god damn, it's forced. Um, like, I, it's like it always feels like a like yeah like. Almost like we have to name him a different thing because of yeah because the audience will get too confused. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, like his his he was going on he was on that journey for a while trying to figure out what the fact he wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. as much as he wanted power, he didn't want power for the sake of power. He wanted sake power for the sake of making change. Right. Um. Like he wanted to rule so that way he could he can make everything quote unquote better. Which is which is just like uh, Anakin. Mm-hmm. But it drove him down the wrong path, yeah. and in this case for him, he got he just happened to go down the right path, because technically, it's a fine line. Technically, um, Kylo didn't really love anybody but his family, mm-hmm. and whereas Anakin loved a had a significant other, and that's what drove him down the wrong path. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like familial love; it was romantic love, mm-hmm. and for Kylo, it was a different thing altogether for him. So that's why it was a little off-putting for me whenever they had the the little kiss at the end because it was like, so I understand that maybe you guys have been the only people with the force that have been able to like to communicate like you're the, pretty much like you found somebody like you or whatever and that's the only person so you kind of gravitate towards them blah blah so blah but it just kind of like felt like you guys should kiss oh my, by the way I'm dead my wife uh was like oh I told you there was something between them and. I was I was like what I I didn't so when I watched the movie I didn't take that as romantic at all. No, I felt I actually felt like that was a brother sister thing. Yeah, I f- I Hence felt like why I said not, earlier the Luke and Leia thing. Yeah, I thought it was like a I thought it was a whole bro- a brother sister like or even like close friend thing, but never to the point of her bringing it in for a kiss. Like I was I was a little awkward, but hey, at the same time I was like okay, cool. Then for him to die. Or disappear afterwards along with his mother, mm-hmm. like to to close out the solos, mm-hmm. if you will, or the 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 rest of the Skywalkers at yeah. the same time. Like it did feel kind of like a. It almost felt like at that point, this is when the writers and J.J. Abrams were looking at. So our contract said we have to get rid of all the Skywalkers. <laughs> um, how are we going to do this now? Um, we, we the thing is we could try to get away with not getting rid of Kylo because he's a second generation or a third generation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we shouldn't. Also, at the same time, we can get rid of Carrie Fisher's body because well, somehow we didn't. 
that was that was another weird thing like why her body disappeared but other at that time yeah well i mean you can have tons of different reasons for that her her soul was connected to him yeah i mean there's you it's easily explainable um you don't like it I, to me, it makes sense that he would disappear. He's done all these terrible things, and his and and it's it's a little bit tropey, but like all his, yeah, but it's like all, all his bad acts are erased because he did something good in the yeah, end. Yeah, almost thing. like he's forgiven. But I yeah. hate that too. Yeah, he should go to jail. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's just move past this awkward and not necessarily earned scene, if you will. I guess. Wh- uh, which one's that? The kissing thing. The kissing and the and disappearing thing. I. I think I still think it was fine. I, I just no, it's it's fine. It's just not necessarily earned. But you didn't think it was romantic. I didn't think they ever okay. had a romantic relationship. And well, like uh, the I actor uh, Boyega, Boyega. Yeah, um, he posted on Twitter like showing them fighting and him and and Ray stabbing Kylo and saying this is Disney love or whatever, or like like a romantic love. Mm-hmm. And I was and then I saw that and I was like, I would have actually saw her pulling him down and kissing him on the forehead mm-hmm. and then that would have been different i mean that that would have been closer to the relationship that was shown in the movies mm-hmm. mind you we could have gotten a whole other thing where they say that within the time frame from the first movie through the second movie and into this one the fact that they have seen each other so much the fact that they do have this dyad connection mm-hmm. whether they think it's like fate or not the fact that she saw him all barrel chested and whatnot, <laughs> and she probably caught feelings then, um, and maybe he's been peeking on on her, you know. Oh, his, that's true. You know, Force thing. Maybe they've Carving been peeking out. on each other. Um, um, <laughs> 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 uh, but may- I don't know. Maybe maybe they had they've had a relationship that somehow is explained in the Bible, uh, or in the 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 Force yeah, Awakens, yeah. Bi- or yeah. the. Sorry, the Rise of Skywalker Bible, or whatever you call Bible it. encyclopedia thing mm. that they, they've had a relationship. Um, I didn't take but it that it did, way. Yeah, it didn't seem like that. Well, my wife, like when I said, so when I pressed my wife a little bit more, um, she said, she was like, I don't, she's like, I don't think Ray had anything for, for Kylo romantically, but she was like, I think that Kylo definitely had something for, for Ray because she was like, yes. He, obviously yeah she he would never he had opportunities to kill her and he never did yeah but they made it in that scene where she kissed him it wasn't necessarily yeah but i i still well they got the little dyad thing i so mean so if he she, felt a certain way she would feel it as well yeah i still didn't take it as romantic though okay so let's get past this scene okay uh okay let's close it out uh so finn is trying to save everyone and hasn't returned and then rose finds out and she starts going after him and everyone yells at her So, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. So, in the other movie, like, she's, like Finn's trying to do the heroic thing, and then she's like, no, you're not. I want to kiss you, which is ridiculous. And then in this movie, I thought that I thought this was actually, like, J.J. Uh, Abrams was being like, dude, that was dumb. Because Rose goes to, like, like, she finds out that something's happening in the Finn, and she's like, no, I got to do something. And everyone's like, whoa, chill out. Just let him do his heroic thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the resistance destroys the remaining ships. The resistance celebrates. Ray, Finn, and Poe hug. Chewie finally gets his medal. Uh, Rose hugs Chewie. Two women kiss. Chewie decides he'd rather hang with the droids than Rose. 
and Ray goes to Luke's home on Tatooine and buries Luke and Leia's uh, lightsabers. Some rando is like, who the hell are you? And Ray's all like, you know who I am. I'm Ray Skywalker. I was in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Now her. <laughs> I was in Star Wars. <laughs> heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Oh, wait. What? Okay. Whatever. Anyway, so she has a yellow or gold lightsaber now. You want, you want to know what the meaning of the colors are? Sure. Okay. So blue means that the lightsaber, that you're more of a lightsaber fighter, like a melee one. And then green means that you're more of a force fighter than a physical one. Purple means that you have a balance between the light and dark sides of the force, and the yellow gold, Mace huh? Mace Windu yeah. A and the yellow gold means that they are the guardian of the knowledge of the Jedi Order. So she's the only one with the gold one ever. Or well, did somebody else have one in the movies? Well, I mean, in like the games and other lore and stuff like that. Are all, are all these rules made up as they go? I would assume. No. <laughs> he assumed wrong. Um, so You chose unwisely. Yes. Um, so, because I do want to close this up, i got things to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what, are you, what are your feelings? What are your feelings? Ignore. Sorry. Ignore. There's a caveat. You have to ignore Last Jedi mm-hmm. a, and ignore Force Awakens. Actually, you have to ignore all... Episodes one through six. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, one through eight. Mm-hmm. This movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I enjoyed it, but it definitely has flaws. Okay. Oh, here. Okay. It did the thing I hate. <sighs> the super predator thing. Like, there's always a bigger. Yeah. Qu- stop escalating everything to a point where, like, like. If someone escalated it past this, like there's just no more universe anymore. Like it's just, oh, it's just ships with all freaking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Although I was thinking about it because they had uh, Rose, like the role they gave her was to analyze star destroyers, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, well, that'd be cool if like Rose had a a moment where she came up with some system as a defense system to all these freaking Death Star type technology. Mm-hmm. And then that could make Rose like prolific, or if they have a Star Wars afterwards, they can be like, "Oh, this is the Rose if? something rather system if? defense system." Sorry, no, no. If they goes past this series, so I don't know if they're gonna do that. They I don't are know. They're gonna do ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, you think? Oh, they are. Yes, the people who wrote and were the showrunners for um, Game of Thrones left Game of Thrones to do this. Yeah, they're not doing it anymore. They're out. When? Uh, like a month or two ago, because they have a, a contract with Netflix, and they'd rather do that. What are they doing for Netflix now? I have no clue. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, I do know that the it, actors have already um signed pretty much on to say, or they uh they they pretty much they cast their ballots on slow down. Yeah. Um, that it's almost like to be honest, this very parallel uh, to the way video games work in that if you have a yearly installment of something, people get exhausted with right. it. Right. Assassin's Creed, but then you put a break, you put a break a, uh, a year or something, or put a break in production for these things, and then suddenly people go, "Ooh, Odyssey was great, Origins was great. These ones actually took some time to make." And then, so you, so I personally think that they're gonna, I think they're gonna go backwards in time, 
like big time. You think they're gonna do prequels? Yeah, but like prequels for the prequels. You think they're gonna like if they if they do, do any more Star Republic, Wars, Republic, it's Republic. not gonna be like any more movies. Um, so if it's if it's during the Skywalker era, it none of the movies will, in my opinion, will be past uh, Rise of the Skywalker. If they do movies that are after Rise of the Skywalker, they'll be like hundreds, thousands of years later, or they'll do way before. Okay. That is the extent of the speculation in this podcast. Oh, yeah, I am speculating. Hmm. No, that's okay. fine. No, I say that because I don't really have any ifs, ands, buts, or or any kind of opinion right. as to where they're going with this. I just, I knew, again, from the facts that they these people had signed on to write ten, or to showrun for... Um, well, they're supposed, 13, they're supposed to be announcing. 12, they're supposed to be announcing this month. What project they're working on now? Yeah, the new, the next step in Star Wars. That's fun. So actually, once this releases, it might already be in the whatever. Whatever, whatever. The, inter- the nets, the internets, the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that was fun. This podcast is approximately two hours. I have to cut about five minutes or something. Oh no. Well, it's like two minutes or something, um, and then we're good. But otherwise, I said an hour and 15 because we cut out a slide, but apparently <laughs> that means two hours and 15. Um, <laughs> one well, less slide a, means one more It hour. took us 40 minutes to even get to one slide. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, man. So there that is that. That being said, I also feel like it's a it was a good entertaining movie that had a lot of flaws, and I, in my opinion, though people might say otherwise had a trouble had trouble with uh with pacing um and again this is pacing in that um i felt like there was a lot more information that needed to be given but it was given out in such a a slow like dribble that the movie itself when it was rocketing forward could never or like the the dribble of information couldn't keep up with the the pace of the movie itself so like there was like there was a lot they wanted to tell us but they also needed their set pieces, so they forgot. And then there was a lot more they wanted to tell us, but they couldn't get rid of their emotional, so they forgot. And th- you know what I mean? Like it's almost like every time, like you should be getting like information dumps or some way of expositing some very, very important facts about the story, or the the universe, or the Jedi, or the the Sith uh, Order, or whatever. Every time it was just like, but a lightsaber battle would be cooler. So let's do that. And, I'm, and again, cooler. And again, like I said, it's a very entertaining movie. It's actually like a legitimately good movie. Mm. Um, very good production. Entertainment value. wise. Yeah. yeah. You can tell it's very well made. Um, there's not much where you can see the, see the cracks or whatever, mm. you know, it's very, very good in that way. Again, we still can't get past that uncanny Valley. We're still, we're getting, we're getting close. I'm not gonna lie. We're getting close with the de-aging and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but other than that, the, the movie's really good. Um, Obviously, you can tell from from this whole podcast that we have opinions about how how the story is written. But also, I think that's probably doesn't help that we're also story writers ourselves. So you you tend to pick apart the. It's like a musician picking apart another musician's stuff, but then everybody else thinking it's like the greatest song ever written. That kind of yeah. Thing. Nothing needs to be perfect to me, but I mean, I can oh, definitely yeah. recognize Transformers when... the movie nineteen eighty seven. I don't know why you don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, did you hear what? So, someone asked JJ. They're like, "Oh, a lot of people are saying this movie isn't very good, or something like that." And and then JJ was like, "They're right." 
Yeah. You saw that though, but I mean, he was. Yeah. Ba- but then he. I, he said, you pretty much you'll never get what you expect that you're gonna get from a Star Wars movie because you'll always expect more than we are able to give you. Yeah. So I mean, he basically said, like, well, yeah, some people are gonna have that opinion, others aren't gonna have that opinion, and yeah, he said, I can't, I can't make everyone happy. Yeah. So. Which. Duh. Yeah. Like that's why I said it's a, it's entertaining, which is what it should be. Mm-hmm. I have problems with it only because, again, it's from a different perspective than somebody else. Whereas right. somebody else could have gone to that movie, like, uh, say for instance, my dad could have gone to that movie and just been like, "I like Star Wars movies; they're all really, really great." This one was a good one. Mm-hmm. Left it at that. That's pretty much. I mean, when I got out of the theater, that's how I felt. Okay, exactly. It's a good. It's a good movie. Cool. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we can cut some stuff out, but otherwise, it's a good movie. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, but uh, but I think I feel like everybody had their caveat. Maybe we can change up the ending a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, maybe if there was like, maybe if like Palpatine cloned himself and there was a whole bunch of lightsaber battles and everything, that'd be cooler. What if there, yeah, what if there would have been like a big lightsaber battle with all of the, like all, like, 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 like 1500 Palpatine clones? Oh my gosh, all of a sudden, like. And then, like, and then Neo found out he was the <laughs> one. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, like, all the good guys have lightsabers and, like, Han has a lightsaber Ooh. and Chewie's a lightsaber. And they all got lightsaber ghosts that are, oh. like, fighting Ooh. with He them. has, a, like, a lightsaber crossbow gun. gun. Oh, no, no, no. The lightsaber's on the end of the gun, like a, like a bayonet. What? Yes. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, Dude. Zoom, zoom, zoom. so it's like a lightsaber gun. Oh, my gosh. Or oh no no no! There's a gun on the hilt of the lightsaber, so it's kind of <laughs> like a gun blade, <laughs> but with the lightsaber as the blade. Was it shoot though? He shoots the it force. Shoots oh, he shoots oh. the force, dude. <laughs> we will say that, yeah. dude. Just we're on force. point today. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so so now, and Chewie is obviously a secret <laughs> secret Jedi. Duh. Um, he takes off his chewy robe, <laughs> and he's like, "He's actually just, <laughs> it's just, it's Yoda <laughs> <laughs> the whole time." Oh, awesome! Um, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was really actually thinking that little crossbow gun he has um, yeah. is actually shoots off force bullets as well. Yeah, yeah. You ever you ever listen to the Tenacious little, D? Uh, no. Oh, okay. What I was thinking though is that you know that bar across the front of a crossbow that like it's supposed to, like you pull yeah, it back yeah, and yeah. shoot the thing yeah. that right there is made out of the light for the lightsabers. Right it's like shaped like a heart. <laughs> yep. And then when he when he shoots, it goes <laughs> poof, and it shoots off little heart shaped bullets. It's so great. Um, and then and, and then, then and then Finn jumps in, but he, see here's the thing: Finn jumps off of the ship he destroys. Mm-hmm. Right, and because he has the force, he uses the force to land softly in the middle oh, of this melee. That's what I want to talk about. Okay, so Ray can Ray can freaking float, but she never floats again. Okay. Also, she freaking like uses the force to pull a ship back towards the planet, but those little speeder things are like trouble for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Rule of cool. Real, um, real cool. Rule, rule of cool. Um. Let's see who else is going to drop them for this battle. Oh, Lando. Uh, well, definitely. has been training. As a Jedi for a while too, so he comes in. But here's the thing: he has like a force gun, just a straight force gun. Listen, no bayonet. The real, the real hero here would Bobby have been Frick. <laughs> Bobby Frick. Bobby Frick survives the whole explosion, <laughs> and he comes dual in. lightsabers, little and tiny lightsabers. <laughs> and he's pulling a Yoda. And he's oh my gosh! I wish I knew an artist. I wanted someone to. I'm, I'm gonna find an artist. And I'm gonna get someone to draw this. Uh, um, a dual wielding Bobby Frick. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Uh, that Mickey, Donald, Goofy were gonna come down, and he's gonna have his his lightsaber keyblade. And then we'll, and everybody just goes, 
we have to believe with our heart. <laughs> and then and then um and then they all stand next to each other and they all face face their they all face all their lightsabers at at Palpatine and they go ah, ah and then all of a sudden like there's like the heart shaped bullet. And when when does the musical dance scene happen? Um, oh, the ver- in the credits. In the credits, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They all because there's a wedding and. who's getting married um those two ladies that that kiss in the in the the, the last scene so they're getting married and then everybody um they do force dances down (laughs) down the aisle like or down the oh like like uh like beetlejuice no like hitch like at the end oh i was thinking like they were floating like in like in beetlejuice and everything because they're like force floating and everything okay it's too much cool stuff. all right sorry, sorry. Doing, too, like, much. too like, much the last thing is that everybody's dancing going, okay. dun, 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 oh everybody dun, gets their little chance yeah yeah nice everybody's doing dance right and then and then bb8 starts break dancing yep and then, <laughs> and then at the very end we get like a we get a like, rap number by bob frick <laughs> <laughs> i like it all i like this a lot yeah this episode is totally over but also i really hope somebody draws a dual listens to the whole podcast and yeah yeah well i'm gonna submit this to uh how it should have ended sure (laughs) um next week Mm -hmm. we're talking about i have no clue um we're talking about final fantasy 9 next week oh we are yeah oh crap final fantasy freaking 9 okay good thing i played it the end of an era the end of an era oh wow just like star wars rise of skywalker yeah and they're both episode nine whoa whoa yeah whoa (laughs) whoa (laughs) is this one only old people recognize that thing this is from back in my i don't know what that is boy meets world yeah the brother joey something Carrie Russell was in Boy Meets Girl. World? Uh, boy, boy Meets <laughs> Boy Meets World, yes. Carrie Russell, the the lady in the mask thing. That, oh, she comes at the end, remember that? And like and like Poe tries again, and she's like, uh-uh. Nah. And he's like, all right. He's like, I tried, man. You know, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to get it. Anyways, okay. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Final Fantasy IX next week. Until next time. Until next time. Why do you always feel like you have to say it last? Oh. Can I can I just say it? Well, how about I say it until next time and then you say it last. Okay. Until next time. Until next time.